you know, I was just sitting there waiting to record the Christmas specials of the um, podcast, the office podcast. Yeah. And you know what? The, the people were saying, oh, you should wait till next Christmas to do it. Wait another 11 months. So it's festive. And I was just thinking, you know, why? Why should we wait 11 months for another podcast? For podcast. Yeah. <laughs> why should we wait? You know, so a listener called in and they said, you know what? I've got a son who wants to listen to this podcast and he is sick. Didn't have to say anything else. They went straight to the front of the queue to listen to this next episode of the podcast. And I said we record it in January. So I'm not waiting 11 months to record a podcast. Why should you? Why should you? Yeah. <laughs> Why should you? Bingo, <laughs> <laughs> we're away. There we go, we're back. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wine and Blog podcast. My name's James, and I'm with a young lad, and he's sick. It's Danny. <laughs> oh, seeing my jokes. <laughs> and his bloody lover to be widowed, it's Jack. Shagadelic, baby. Groovy. Oh, yeah. What was that, that shit? shit? <laughs> Austin Powell. <laughs> um, and fresh off the plane, uh, let's give a big Mumbo's Jumbo's welcome to Seth. Feel it. We got to number of 156, actually. <laughs> oh, dear. He's not looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not if he's a blowjob, I can help. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, he's me already. I know what he's doing, blowjobs, but yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> you guys have thrown me on this already. I'm still trying to do the intro. Oh, I'll face you. <laughs> 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 I've never heard you laugh like that before. Right, come on, that? settle down. We've got a whole episode to get through. This is going to get ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so here we are again now. Boys are back in town, and we're here to talk about the first part of the Christmas special, albeit in January. We're feeling Christmassy, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snowing outside. The spirit of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast in January. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How long have we been away now? Probably four weeks, maybe even more. Uh, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Apologies, guys. It's literally just a case of diaries trying to sync everybody up. Who, you know, wasn't particularly easy, but you know, you got yeah. through it. You know, yeah. you get a bit uh, officed out at times. I must yeah. admit. So yeah. it's good to be back, fresh and ready to critique. And I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I started my Christmas morning by watching the Christmas specials back to back, and I didn't even make notes, so I had to watch them again. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's this, yes, so you just watch the office for fun, Danny. Yes, that's... I actually just watched the office <laughs> for fun. It felt weird not having a little notepad for the podcast. I love the Christmas specials. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really, really do. They they mean a lot to me. Yeah. Genuinely got me through some bleak times in my life, these yeah. Christmas specials. Mm. Yeah, I, had, I, I had them on DVD and I used to watch them over and over. They're the ones I'm the most familiar with. Hence, I have no notes. Oh, yeah. Up here, innit? <laughs> Didn't Danny say once that that was the only DVD you had in your in your house? Yeah, it was, yeah. That, yeah. and yeah. I think The how Departed. Many, <laughs> how, many, how many times did I go around there and watch it with you? Just for Christmas your specials. Lowest, <laughs> yeah, when I was at my lowest ebb. Many times. Yeah. Yeah. I just come out and left. left the office. Yeah. 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 The thing is, the Christmas specials to me, they sort of tie a nice bow, for want of a better phrase, around the, the series in general. So I wonder if I would be quite as fond of the series had it not been for the Christmas specials. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to imagine what it I think they definitely elevate it. Like they could, it could have been a make or break. If these hadn't been particularly good, then I don't think the office would be remembered as fondly as it is. I'm not saying if it would have completely killed it, because obviously series one or two still stand alone. Yeah. But if it's, it's obviously elevates it as well. Well, it has an uplifting ending. Yeah. As well, we're sucking for a sweet, yeah. happy ending, aren't yeah. we? Really, as a, by uh, people. So. Well, I've always thought the the office had a potential undercurrent of potential sentimentality. 
Yeah. It never fully went there. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it kind of does. Well, the climax of the Christmas special makes it a different show entirely. Yeah. Because yeah. we've been conditioned to expect the worst mm. from the yeah. office. And then to suddenly have, I mean, we'll get on to this when we do the yeah. next episode, obviously. But do you know what I mean? It completely shatters the mould, which is why I think it yeah. really sticks with so many people. But going into it, it was never definite there was going to be a happy ending. Mm. Like, like you said, we've been conditioned yeah. to not, honest, not trust it. I never thought there'd be a happy ending. I mean, yeah. And it's I, a I, series I, of podcasts. quotes. I vaguely remember reading much. In about February of 2003, an interview with Base where he said like he was thinking of he was going to just start writing a third series of The Office and if it turned out any good he was going to put it out and if not he just wasn't going to bother yeah and then he ended up doing Christmas specials instead yeah yeah so um yeah yeah but so it wasn't planned you know I, I don't, don't think know, series yeah. two I don't think in series two he planned the happy ending I think he sort of made it up as he went along yeah yeah which is why it probably feels more natural it's got a real merchant feel to it do you yeah. know what I mean the second series this is the Christmas special I, I really I, yeah. I see a lot of I think of, yeah I think Merchant's the more sentimental of the two somehow. definitely yeah. I feel like he's the one that's got I don't know I've got to disagree with Derek that. yeah if you take if you take Derek which is just yeah, about and then Hello Ladies Hello Ladies but, yeah. Yeah. but James as he said though he said you know, he's got more of a um, classic sitcom Writing style, I would say. Yeah, what's Merchant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of a student of it. Or Gervais yeah. kind of not that he lucked into it, but he's kind of like the Merchant brought him along. Yes, <laughs> to, to, to record the pilot mm. initially. Whereas Merchant is like an absolute student of, mm. of sitcoms. Of, of sitcoms and yeah. It's one of those perfect sort of <laughs> <laughs> perfect fusions of those two different personalities that work yeah. so well together. And that's why it's such a shame actually that they don't work together anymore. Really, because yeah. they put together some absolutely like timeless pieces. It's just yeah. a real shame. Everything, yeah, pretty much everything they did together was brilliant. I thought. Yeah. Even Cemetery Junction, I liked. Cemetery Junction was great. Right? Yeah. 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 Life is life, life, too, too short. I even like that. I actually forgot that. I've got to be honest. Life's too short. Feels like a, a feels like a contract to me. Like I reckon that was like. They've been maybe when they did the office and extras, they've been signed. Oh, to well, they made agreements. They've been made, yeah. signed to do like three shows, and then they just had to kind of do the third yeah. one and get it out of the way. They'd agreed to have Johnny Depp on, and he wouldn't stop calling. <laughs> so they had to come up with a show <laughs> just for the sake of it. This episode in particular is, is funny because it doesn't actually feel, but it's not hasn't got that much of a Christmassy vibe. No, you wouldn't feel, even know. Not this Christmas, one, especially the first except one. for the fact that they talk about are you going to bring a date to the Christmas party? Mm. This first half, yeah, and there's no kind of Christmassy feeling to it. No, so, is there? I guess that I wish I hadn't festive because I normally like watch, because I normally watch them back to <laughs> God, just like Christ, it's just at Christmas you know, it's not a Christmas film <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> because I normally watch them back to back like you kind of just kind of like merge into one mm. so I, I, this, I think this is the first time I'd watched the first one on its own and hadn't immediately yeah, watched true, the actually. next one and yeah it felt I, I didn't even realise but you don't it doesn't mention Christmas at all really it's true it has felt weird watching this one on its own thinking about it because you kind of it's really unfinished isn't it yeah it's Christmas 2003 and it's a Christmas a few years after he's been made redundant mm. so the dust is well and truly settled Gav's yeah. feet are under the table everyone's you know moved on from David Brent but yeah. of course <coughs> who doesn't realise this Brent hasn't David Brent, Brent. Mm. Brent. Yeah. he hasn't no he hasn't because he's still hung up isn't he because the first thing we hear him say is Stitch, stitch up. up. It was a stitch up. <laughs> My favourite thing. And of course, it, it's stepping back from the documentary, and I'm starting to wonder has David Brent actually watched the original documentary when series two's come out to so have the level of awareness? Possibly not. I think now it's a few years later, and he's stepped back from it, and he's got the self awareness to realise that they made a plonker of him with the documentary. Well, hang on, I don't know. That's what we were just saying is that he's he's seen it, and now he's reacting he's to it. I don't think it's only years later. Because it's, it's gone recently. out. It's not years later. It's just it's no, gone it is out. Years later. Well, think about it. These these celebrities, we're just gone over in but these are celebrities <laughs> in inverted commas don't last for long. Even back then, they lasted for even shorter periods of time. So I reckon if it has literally just come out it would have been a matter of months okay it was filmed in January 2001 it might have aired later. Let, let's just say yeah. the re in the reality of the show it aired when it actually did on yeah yeah that's what I'm assuming yeah 2001 and 2002 
But he's like, you know, there's been a year for it to sink in. Remember, this is the early 2000s, so this was like the peak era of, you know, 15 minutes of fame, celebrity for the sake of it, yeah, yeah. Other. So the whole thing of, like, you know, him just being famous, being in a crappy little documentary, possibly not as ludicrous then as it would be now. No, no, but he's not, like, ridiculously famous, is he? We, I mean, we, we don't know no. this. In, from the very first scene, we don't know this. All we know is that, OK, so now this is an episode where he's going to be re- reacting to the fact that he's been on TV. Yeah. We don't realise... Mm how non-famous he actually is because he's not recognised in the well, club. The thing, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's barely recognised in the greengrocers. In, in, in the Emporium. The thing that's yeah. really weird is that when he's having this first conversation, you, he's having the conversation to the cameras, therefore he's having the conversation to the cameraman, the producer, whoever. But he's... Why would he trust them? Do you know what I mean? This is exactly what I was Considering he's just allegedly been stitched up by them, maybe his ego is just so desperate that he just, he's he's happy to be on camera even being stitched up. He's complaining about someone stitching him up, but presumably it's the same team that stitched him up. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I don't know why he would do that, it just seems odd. But again, I'm thinking that his ego outweighs his, like, scared, his fear of being stitched up, basically. And also, it's so, it's, I mean, the whole thing's always been a criticism. Well, one of the themes of the show has been a criticism about how people are trusting of cameras yeah, and trusting yeah, of television, yeah. aren't they? So kind of he still is just trusting of it. Like yeah. despite the fact that he's outwardly saying, I don't trust it, I was stitched up, there's a camera in front of him, there's someone who's kind of asking him questions mm. and listening to him, so he's still got an outlet. So he's yeah. still trusting of it. He still wants that outlet. And also the first time that we see, that we've seen Brent appear to sort of or any of the characters appear to sort of reply to a question that's been yes. asked. Yeah. When you because they've obviously so, so, right. so how did you feel about it when it had gone out? You know, mm. you, you know it's that sort of question. They yeah. they didn't really have that in the first really series two series. Yeah. Because you've got the voice, haven't you? That's that's a massive difference. Yeah. 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 And he starts off so defensive that you can yeah. see straight away mm. what this show has done to his life. He's so angry and defensive straight away. And, and in yeah. his head, this this is his chance to put the record straight yeah. to show that despite everything, you know, he's doing well. He's rolling with the punches. Yeah, you know, you know, look how got, you know, look how well everything's going for him. But of course, unlucky. Once again, <laughs> like, of course, once again, he ends up with egg on his face. Stitch up. It was a stitch up. <laughs> well, what, this does, what this does quite nicely is this very first scene is it kind of reopens maybe for the last time Stitch Up Corner it absolutely does and yeah. was it a Stitch Up I mean the thing is Brent here he claims you know most of it was a good man doing a good job and all the rest of it but they only took the material where he was making an idiot out of himself mm. but the truth be told he still made an idiot out of himself yeah, yeah. I'm sure there were moments where yeah. he was more competent and what else but the how could it be a stitch up? He still willfully made a twat out of himself well, on many occasions. This branch has performed very well. <laughs> it works with a turtle. This branch has performed very well. It works with a turtle. Danny Day. Danny having stroke or something. If I do have a stroke, that is what will happen. I've got to call 999 you see me Guys, saying that. Yeah, yeah. I think no one could accuse us of not being completely fair and judging both sides when it comes to stitch up corner. Okay? We've yeah, had many yeah. a debate over the last few months about how this works. And I, I've had, I can't tell you how many messages as well from Twitter and Facebook and stuff, everybody chipping in with their opinions on it. I kind of feel like, it's at this point, <laughs> it's one of those things, how it's it's just all too easy to stitch up a plonker. Yeah, mm. that's what it, I mean. That's <laughs> what yeah, exactly, I mean? yeah. 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 I think if they, they did stitch him up, yeah, they had plenty of material to go on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they, he, he, he made a plonker himself, so they had the material, yeah. and they decided they'd yeah. use the material. Let's which make is, it I mean, there. which is fair enough, but I mean, you could also say, well, you know, it could have gone easy on it. And to but, be fair, this follows through with, you think about how reality TV has evolved into these days. I mean, I'm looking specifically at programs like, sorry, channels like Channel 4. It's quite exploitative, and when you do see these sort of bewildered people who make an idiot of themselves, they're the ones that end up on the undateables and yeah. the fat yeah. clubs. And, the and it, got, it got more and more extreme. Like you look at the first series of Big Brother, and you look at what it was like by the time it, you know, finally, um, you know, disappeared to the yeah. great TV schedule in the sky. You know, because <laughs> it's finally finished now after eighteen years. 
you know, God knows he was watching it, but it got more and more it extreme, got more, more crazy. Yeah. They, they worked harder the and harder. The was so, you know, it started off almost nothing. like a social yeah. experiment sort of thing. Yeah, and it was then it quite wanking And it was literally, it was, it was yeah. just kind of like 10 mid 20 year olds, yeah. perfectly yeah. normal, no big crazy characters, feeding chickens in the garden mm. and having chats. Yeah. But it that wasn't was like that was too boring. So I'm mean, the other way now. Too boring. And the one, tell me about yourself. <laughs> I'm going to say when they. But the whole thing, the whole show has always been a a comment and a criticism on the lengths people will kind of what what the lengths people normal people will go to kind of appear entertaining and try and get their fifteen minutes of fame. Well, certainly Brennan's comment on that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then this yeah, this this is kind of why they needed to wrap it up a little bit because you needed to to complete that thought. You needed to have this bit where it's like the aftermath of that. Yeah. It could it would have felt unfinished if they hadn't had like yeah. right. So they've been on. Yeah, it's true. They've been recorded by the cameras, but we haven't seen them reacting to that. That's what this is. That's why you can't you, you, yeah. you couldn't have ended it where series two ended because you needed to close the book kind of thing. Not just like oh have Dawn kiss Tim, but like have them see the episode, see the episode, see themselves on TV and react. To yeah, yeah. and it gives a, a completely different backdrop to the show compared to series two and series one because they're yeah. suddenly self-aware. Do you know what I mean? There's no other they're show that I can think of that does this. Yeah. It's I, I'm just, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, this feels unique. I can't mm. think of another show like that. And also, this head. is it's unique to the series as well because this is the first, from what I remember, this is the first episode where any of the characters really mention the fact that it's yeah. it's going to be aired on TV. This means Lee has seen the whole thing. With exactly. Dawn and Lee's seen yeah. the whole thing. This yeah. Lee's seen the whole thing. That means Neil's seen the whole thing. Yeah. Including Brent doing the little bitching things. Finchy has seen how he's been portrayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's fascinating to think that... Well, they... I'll come on to Neil because he's clearly... His car- his his reaction to the, to having seen the show on air mm. has clearly changed. Guarded. Has clearly changed the way yeah. he is to Brent as well. Mm. So so where do we land on Stitch Up then? Are we happy <laughs> to just call it a day? <laughs> I, 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 I stand where I always stood really, which is that it's not really a Stitch Up. No. Maybe they took the worst of Brent and represented that, but he did willfully make a plonker out of himself. Mm. So yeah. He is a plonker. Mm. Let's be honest, he is a plonker, but maybe they overplayed the plonker. I guess the argument is that they didn't balance out show any of the goods. Yeah. Really. yeah. You think it's not how, much, how much footage they must have taken? Because you could imagine that if you, went to work, <laughs> if you went to work and there was cameras there, right? And you went there and it was a bit weird for the first day, right? But then the next day did cameras, the next day. And they were there for, I don't know, let's say six months. Yeah. Could you imagine? You'd become so accustomed to it. Yeah, you'd forget. Wouldn't and you, you would yeah. forget. And, and so there must be lots and lots and lots and lots on the cutting room floor of genuinely him just being normal, maybe not doing a great job, but certainly not being quite as bad as he's you know being in these. So there is definitely an element of deliberate, uh, you know, cutting from the big British, big British castle who, who have done that to him. But yeah, but I mean, documentaries are always, uh, no, no matter how impartial they they set out to be or claim to be, it's always edited by someone, directed by yeah, someone. There's always, a narrative in there. Yeah, mind. there's always there's always some kind of yeah. uh, angle they want they're going to put on it, no matter how. Uh, impartial they, they claim to be well may, maybe when they started they didn't really have that much of an angle and then they found their angle in, in making out this Brent this plonker yeah, character yeah after one day they just yeah, <laughs> this is about him they've, got, it, to show, yeah, yeah. they've got to make it TV worthy and entertaining exactly. And, exactly. and that was the angle they went for it's like when David Attenborough does his nature programme you know he's going to have the penguin being a bit of a dick and stealing all the that's stuff it, and then they're going to the penguin and the penguin's going to be like stitch up that's exactly what it's like Attenborough filmed hours of footage of me Maybe it was borderline stitch up, but Brent is very naive to not think that he would be in some way slightly stitched oh, up. So, we've always said before that one of the best things about this show is when we have a bit of a contrast. So, when we have an episode outside of the office, I think that's one of the reasons this episode is so special because we straight away get a shot of Brent in the local fruit and veg emporium. 
<laughs> so he's in there and uh, buying his bits and pieces, showing how he's a regular, you know, he wants to be seen as a bit of a celebrity around town. Yeah. yeah. But he's also doing the celebrity thing of, oh, I'm, I'm still normal. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. we know yeah. you're normal. I know, you I'm literally like, are normal. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Gervais sort of turn Brent up to 10 in these episodes <laughs> yeah. with his Brentishness. Because yeah. he's really developed that Brent, you know, the little kind of laugh and the little looks. Mm. You know, fruit and veg, emporium. I get the impression he goes there a lot with the greengrocer who's a bit of a Brentish character as well. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he joins in with and the, the jokes. Paul, fruit is very versatile, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, you're feeling cold, David. Oh. <laughs> feeling cold. Mine's shriveled. <laughs> I like that he's got. I, I mean, the, I mean, I'm sure the greengrocer isn't like Brent's best friend. Like, yeah. like he probably is kind of taking the piss out of him a little bit. But it seems to have like a bit of a. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost like Brent and Finchie's relationship, but much less vicious. Like mm. it's it's it's, it's, got, it's, it's on the same <laughs> level. They're kind of taking the piss out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's quite a nice little look. It's a nice little moment. Feeling cold, David. Yeah, it's like it's a It's a nice little look at if Brent kind of acted relatively normal, he could find people on his mm. level. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There is yeah, a fair, yeah, a fair yeah, warmth true. to them, I think, definitely. And you know, yeah. he's Asian, so you know, he doesn't put a sign on the door. <laughs> you know, he says, come one, come all. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing about this scene, obviously, is the other what? So well, he's not he's not a racist as well. That was a stitch up as well. That, that said he was a racist. What? No, no yeah. one no one did. But... <laughs> well, there you go then. Yeah. Go glad we sorted yeah. that one out. But like when he when he gets that old the other one. There's your racist. I, I sort oh, of right. felt a bit yeah, sorry yeah. for him then because yeah. I thought the guy was just trying to be a bit of an arse. Some of his best green yeah. 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 Who's that guy? There's one moment where somebody else walks in and sort of David looks and smiles at somebody who's off shot. Yeah. And then the camera swings around, and this guy looks really awkwardly at the camera. Yeah. I can't remember. He's an actor, though, or, or like a comedian. He's on, um, he was on... Is this the guy with the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on bro. Shooting Stars as oh, yeah. the... Um, the Greek The character. Greek guy with the shopping bag. What's his name? Oh. Is he famous? Is he famous? Is he famous? <laughs> is his name David as well? We can't work yeah, out. We're, on the, he, we're on the right lines. Oh, he was a replacement after George, George Dawes. Dawes. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? He's got a real. He's got Papa, a... Papa Love something. It's yeah, something like Papadopoulos or something. Yeah, we, we yeah. know who he is. We're on the right lines. You know, yeah. you'll kick yourself when you go. <laughs> 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 but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I recognised him. Excellent little moment. He doesn't recognise David. He's just obviously curious about the cameras. So as soon as he finds out he's famous, he asks for his autograph. Yeah. It's almost reminiscent of Andy Millman setting it up and asking Maggie to come yeah, and yeah, ask yeah, him. Yeah, obviously, yeah, David yeah. hasn't set it up, but. Yeah, it's probably. But again, yeah. it's a little comment on people, like, people who just kind of just want to latch onto anyone who's a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't, doesn't know even know his name. But he's like, oh, can I have your autograph? But, but Brent's near enough offering his autograph. Yeah, like, yeah, can yeah, I yeah. give you my autograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other way around. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, and it's also yeah, and, and it's also kind of a look at like. So he's slightly famous, but not famous enough. That anyway, he's been on TV. Yeah. So in his mind, it's like, well, I've been on TV now. That's it. Kind of. That's the. That's yeah, game I'm over. Yeah, that yeah. must mean I'm celebrity. But we can see straight away, like we first scene of the whole show, we realise. Yeah. This he's is not the level really of his celebrity. Yeah. He's like, a, oh, who's that guy? He's like to the fat one from the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fat one from the airport. It was obviously the the real. You know, a real figure of the, that fifteen minutes of fame at yeah, that yeah, time, Jeremy yeah. from the airport. And this reference is almost a sort of a nod to him, I think, as a yeah. part of that inspiration for yeah. the office in general. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, no, Absolutely. forget the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so, as if as if this sort of uh, poor autograph signing wasn't bad enough, you know, with the uh, producer asks him straight away, "Does that happen a lot?" And uh, he says, "Oh, actually, no. Sometimes I get some <laughs> abuse from people." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So you beardy twat. When people do recognise him, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they remember him. <laughs> large. Well, he gets described as he's, he was the boss from hell or something. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. And so he's not that large. awful boss, is he? Yeah, not that awful boss. And it's yeah. sad because, yeah, we, we've seen two series, like 12 episodes of how desperate he was to be famous and kind of come across as entertaining on the camera. Yeah, yeah. And now we can see <coughs> straight away what the result of that was 
All the only thing he can think of is when he's been insulted on the street. It's like, oh, so how's the fame affected you? Yeah. Well, I've got people calling me large boy and pug nose gimp. It's, it's like, really oh, sad. Is that all thing he is, got from it? Yeah. His office staff would never have said those things to him. They would never have told no. him actually just how shit he is. Whereas, as we found out, the public is, can be quite cutting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, they will literally tell you what they think of you. Yeah. With no it's uncertain shit, words. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck like shit, mate. <laughs> just making things up to sound informed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Team's not laughing. The British public. As clever as we think we are. So um, we then they find out that Brent's actually. We then find out Brent's actually got a new job, and he's not just a door-to-door salesman. He doesn't go around selling uh, feather dusters and... He does, but that's only about 5% of what he does. <laughs> 10%. And then he brings up this sort of uh, little cleaning bucket out of yeah. the back of his car, and we've got an amazing little uh, demonstration, I guess, like yeah. a sales pitch to a guy who doesn't know why the cameras are there. Yeah, he looks really... I like that guy. He looks really kind of like... What's all this? Because he's doing a really... Because like, he's obviously top. like... He doesn't know who the hell Brent is that he's been yeah. on TV and he's looking just like, so what are the cameras about? And this is kind of the tragedy of like modern <laughs> celebrity, yeah. isn't it? Where it's like on, on, on the one hand, he's kind of almost... He's almost giving... Having to give an autograph from the green curses because he's kind of slightly famous. On the other hand, during the day, yeah. he's kind of asking people, you know, he's trying to sell tampons and chamois yeah. levers, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, that's the tragedy of like, you know, 20th, 21st century I mean, celebrity. That's the tragedy. <laughs> that's the tragedy. I will say, it's quite good. It's yeah. quite good at it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, there's a picture, yeah. you know, best yeah. till last. He's yeah. got his little spiel. And he spins it around. He's confident. Yeah, he's good at it. He's a bit more intense than the guy's expecting. Yeah, yeah. It's like a live QVC. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can imagine Brent doing that, but he's not like one of those selling channels. Yeah. As well, but obviously that, that's that's below what he thinks he should be. This is be. the thing. Yeah, it's the problem. And Whereas that, he hasn't pitched himself right. Yeah, that, well, that's always been the case. We've said before, yeah. like it happens with women, it happens with with, with comedy, with yeah. his own job, it happens with comedy. If he just kind of like saw relaxed. saw where he was mm. and like kind of like set his set his standards his to an, to an appropriate level. Yeah. yeah. Whereas he's always got to shoot a bit too high and then yeah. way too high, mm. and then it kind of just. What have you ever done in Dust the Same? <laughs> <laughs> so the that's actually being a bit more relaxed there, just getting yeah. his pitch. He's good at it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, he's, he's, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of showmanship that he can he should he aspire to, rather yeah, than yeah. being on television and being quiz show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Show, yeah. We've had three scenes and it's just thrown us straight in and we are running, aren't we? We know exactly what situation Brent's in. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we know exactly what to expect from David. We, we know how the, the last two years haven't been kind to him, yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. So then we're all thinking what's going on in the office. So then we jump straight to a shot of the office and actually... Unsurprisingly, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot Nothing's has changed. Really changed. No, well, a, a lot has stayed the same, but also a lot has changed. I mean, we see almost straight away, we see Tim going into Gareth. Well, and, and, and saying, Gareth, remember I asked for the for, for, well, to actually, leave early? Yeah. And we were almost worried, like, oh, God, is this now Tim having to be subservient yeah. to Gareth? Like, it's almost, it's a little bit of a fake out. We're like, oh, no, is this what Tim's been kind of like subjected to now? Mm. But then we straight away grabs the keys, locks him in, pulls his old prank on him. Yeah, it Not kind of, too much yeah. has changed. It bats back and forth. Well, you say that, but it bats back and forth because obviously you're right. First of all, we think he's being subservient to Gareth. Then we realise, ah, oh, there we go. He's our fun-loving prankster. Yeah. And then actually he's not able to be a fun-loving prankster because yeah. he has to unlock him anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The new dawn, though. Yeah, the new yeah, dawn the new unlocks him, door, so he's yeah. literally got no one. So I, I can't help and wonder that, if that was... Which do you yeah, think it is? Father Christmas? No, I, I think that was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was, that was a good... Um, 
a good way to remind us that you know Tim's kind of still pining for Dawn a bit. I know it's great, you isn't know, it? Because yeah, because she she looks like Dawn, yeah, and she's still just over his shoulder, just behind him. But so she's it's, just not it's, it, it's yeah. a good it's a not good as way. Quite as Dawn. It's a good way of showing that like, after two years or almost three years, he would still. It, it's realistic that he would still be thinking about. Yeah, her. yeah, like, of course. Think, yeah. And every day he goes in, and there's a Dawn lookalike yeah. who's kind of like you have shadows but just she's over his shoulder every fun, time, yeah. and she's absolutely not as fun. Yeah, like the anti Dawn about Tim as well. The guy looks like a broken animal, man. Honestly, even in this, I know you say he's still got a bit of a spark about him but I can't see it I, I think he feels no. he, he's just completely he looks depressed man you know after, what I mean he's, he's lost warm, every yeah. element of any, every ounce of joy he had has gone but he puts himself on a bit of a it's a bit weird he kind of puts himself on a bit of a pedestal it's like he's not satisfied with his life but he's not doing anything about it he's, <laughs> his nana his own nana <laughs> his own nana his own nana that's actually really his horrible own Nana. <laughs> <laughs> no, this talking head where he talks about um, Nana being up for it, that's actually really His got, own Nana. That actually really, <laughs> that actually really got me when I saw that. I thought, his own Nana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't keep saying it. Normally, if there's one person that will pick you up, it'll be your mum and your Nana. But even she, would, even she wouldn't pick me up. Oh, Daddy's got some real nana Even she goes, oh, I wouldn't, oh, you know, I'm not surprised you picked the other fella. <laughs> I won't kick him out of bed either. So I don't know. I'm starting to just. I'm starting to think when it comes to Tim, maybe not a happy home life. Maybe there's something a bit dark going on there. There's a depressing life, maybe. Yeah, but he doesn't deny it. He doesn't deny it. No, he doesn't. But and if like, you're that self-aware of it, it's probably it's always being it's a bit of being played yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind right. of like, Tim's alright. Yeah. Tim's alright. I think Tim's just the everyman, isn't he? He's yeah, but he's not the everyman. Man. There's he's no sad. real heroes or villains. In Lots, of right, right, Lots of people are sad. Lots of people are sad. We'll wrap this up. We'll come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not any more on Stitch Up Corner? We're still on the first point. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I bet he misses Gareth a little bit though. To be fair, because the thing is, look at what he's got in his place. Bam. Well, yeah, And it does this. Who he's too polite to kind of really have a go at. Like he wouldn't ever act. Her, what he does to Gareth. But this show is great at making you yeah, feel yeah. like, oh, you think things are as bad as they can get. Oh, no, they're not. We had it with Gareth, we think that's as bad as it can get, and then we meet Simon. We had it with the very beginning when we have Brent, and we think that's as bad as it can get, and then we meet Finchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had Gareth being annoying, and then fuck me. Just as an aside, Anne, possibly <laughs> the most annoying human I've <laughs> ever encountered on any television programme, any worse. film. She's, she's worse absolutely than awful. And it's worse just a great way where she sits down, she starts making noises, starts touching her boobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's pregnant. And it, it's not that she's necessarily doing anything wrong, but you can just see how sitting next to that all day would just be so annoying. She hasn't been insulting, she hasn't done yet anything like she's actually wrong. She's yeah. just so annoying. annoying. Yeah, but, but, but it has to be said. Because she's so annoying, it clearly means she's a very good actress. So yeah. I have to give yeah, a yeah, shout no, out no, she's to great. Elizabeth she's great. Barrington here, because okay. she's absolutely smashed it. Nice she's, one, Liz. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anybody that I hate that much must be doing a good No, job. no, it's a, great, it's, it's, a, it's a good performance. <laughs> no, no, she's great. Like everyone is on The Office, they cast it so well. She's yeah. great. Um, and yeah, so, yeah so, so, so she's annoying. She kind of does these kind of touching her boobs, oh, like, so you know, making these annoying noise. And then she kind of gets really pedantic about his facts as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She tells him, it's almost a bit like um, the IT guy, the way she tells him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's it is well 2002. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's literally like Simon. Yeah, but the fun, the, the, yeah so she's noticed these little mistakes that Tim's put on a fact. Yeah, she, rather than just saying that. Instead of just saying, oh, Tim, sorry, you made some mistakes here. She's trying to test him. Yeah, it's just, and also, Tim, Tim's being quite polite because he says, oh, you sure wouldn't be happier back with the finance yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. That's not polite at all. That's one of the most like passive aggressive things he ever says. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> pick up on that. Though, it's basically yeah. saying, F off. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't pick up on that. No, then she starts talking about how, like, oh, no, I'd be way too claustrophobic. I just 
just feel so cramped in that just I'd want to I'd want to escape. I yeah. couldn't breathe. And while she's <laughs> saying that, we're just we're just doing which a zoom in on Dave on Tim's face while she's saying that. Oh, I'd be trapped there. I couldn't yes. breathe. We're just zooming yeah, yeah, on Tim's true. face. He's like, I feel the exact same way yeah. about this whole place. Mm. Not just sitting over by yeah. the finance just, lot. Just think. I mean, this is three years after the original thing was done. He's not really moved on. He's got five and a quid extra a year. He's turned down that chance to be how Gareth's job yeah. the promotion. He must have been there for what five Danny, six years. Me minimum. Say, this, this is what happens when you don't roll dice in life, right? This guy has just been. But, I mean, he's just five devolved years. and devolved to the point yeah. where true, nothing happens. And it's two and a half. And years. unless you try and just do it, nothing happens. Yeah. And the worst part is he's built up such a weird personality trait where he won't even try and roll himself out of this situation. Do you know what I mean? Because he's just yeah. going to stick with it. It's just sad though. And you it have to sad. wonder. You have to wonder, like further down the line. If his relationship with Dawn ever even works out, because wouldn't you get bored with someone like that? Well, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe Probably. her being back would give him the kick up the ass. <coughs> maybe, but I don't. I don't believe that men can be fixed by women. But that's just me. But it is one of those. It's one of those interesting. Gay at the man. <laughs> <laughs> All men. <laughs> I believe you have to fix yourself. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Quick pot noodle. What was I going to say? It's interesting to say that Tim's stuck where he is. It's almost like I wonder if he kind of wants to stay where he is because in that place he's kind of like the, the the cool normal one, isn't he? He's kind of like the big with big fish in the small pond. Yeah, if he ever leave, if he ever left and went somewhere else, what's he achieving by staying there? Well, no, nothing. But he's able to think to himself, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm the kind of you know, I'm the only normal, <laughs> reasonable, rational he's, one here." But not if after he left, five years. If, if, yes. he, if he left and went somewhere else, he might think to himself, oh shit, I am kind of doing absolutely nothing with my life and I can't blame it on all these other people because if he went to another job, maybe they wouldn't be annoying. Maybe they would be cool and kind of like, you know, um, successful and ambitious and then he would be the loser one, do you know what I mean? At the moment, no. in that office, he's not the biggest loser. I just think Tim's lazy. I think yeah. he's got secondary gains from staying stuck where he is, you know, yeah. of, of being, you know, it's easy. He doesn't really have to try. You know, he would love to. He would love to appear like this. Yeah, he wants to study, get a master's in psychology or whatever. But really, I don't think he can be bothered. Yeah, and, and I really he, don't think he's actually up for it. And, and he's older than Kelvin by this point. So does he still live with his parents? <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I, the thing is, does Kelvin still live with his parents? <laughs> That's the real question. The yeah. important thing to remember in this episode, when I look at it, I think that this is That's not the, the same question. Tim we saw in series two. This is a different guy. Absolutely not. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, important, yeah. it's important to remember that because even I mean, if we think about the scene in this episode where he isn't having the meeting with Gareth and he's you know trying to get something on the agenda yeah. I feel like the old Tim wouldn't have had that point he would have almost been making that point to wind Gareth up but yeah. this Tim seemed genuinely frustrated by it do you know what I mean? Well, because yeah. he's got no one. Everybody he, knows that's what any other business is for. And also, he's got no audience now to uh, for his pranks against. Yeah. Him. He's got no audience for his kind of like winding up or his little jokes or his little asides because Dawn isn't there. So now there's no point in kind of winding up Gareth and kind of trying to get little digs on him because no one's going to laugh at it. Keith isn't. Um, Welsh Trudy's not going to. Mm. So all he can, so now he's just kind of keeping his head down and being serious and doing his job properly. And so when yeah. Gareth being so pedantic and on Anne's being so pedantic, it winds him up, doesn't it? Yeah, he's the Lone Ranger now. Yeah, he's got nothing so to said, back yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, but at the end of series two, if you had said to Tim, right, fast forward two and a half years later to December two thousand three, you're still going to be here. I'm sure he wouldn't have believed. No, that. he wouldn't have been. Happy he would have been like, no, no was. way. I would have moved on by then. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I'm in the Ramada in Reading. Look it up. So we've been introduced back to the office, yeah, and then Brent comes back in. Yeah, once and the boss, always the boss. Yeah, even it's the though way he... Brent rolls in, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm back, guys, and <laughs> yeah. then everyone's just like, 
Oh, great. <laughs> it's not like a big hero. We realise quite soon it's not yeah, like a big hero. Like, yeah. Oh my god, Brent's back after yeah, all these yeah, years because yeah. he comes back like this twice a week. Yeah, this yeah. isn't Beatles coming off the aeroplane from America. Yeah, yeah, because he's always literally... back. Like, he's kind of he's overstayed his welcome, absolutely. Yeah. And there's got to be some people thinking, you know, newer members of Wernerhold thinking, who the fuck yeah, is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. You're the manager. 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 You're the Takes where he has so many cuts of this. Yeah, yeah, comes in I love it. And they keep corpses the whole way through. Hey, Timbo. Timbo. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Tim Canterbury, so we should be grateful to the Bishop of Canterbury. Tim Canterbury? Okay. Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> Bishop Muzurewa. Bishop Muzarewa, he said, which is a name I have not heard since about 1980, and it really made me laugh. So he goes bowling into Gareth's office, opens his door, lets himself in, and starts rummaging through his drawers, does he not? I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I bought that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was made like me laugh. Squeegee, yeah. yeah. Oh man, the amount of times I've had pictures from Danny just sent to me every time he comes across a squeegee or a Windows <laughs> Cafe, he just sends me a picture of it. Yeah, I bought that from Alphas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean this whole and this, oh god this, this, this bit where he talks to Gareth oh. it's brilliant it's so funny and it's such brilliant acting it really but good. it's so cringy isn't it the, yeah. the most passive aggressive oh, conversation between them and both of them are trying to act like oh it's just banter mm. but you can just tell not it's banter. not, not now yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. more often now that he doesn't work here than he was when he did work here <laughs> exaggerating <laughs> always nice to see you well it's nice for them to see me that's why I pop in so a bit disruptive not disruptive <laughs> it's good for them so it's good for the company so it should be good for you always, that. always nice to see it's you. always nice for them to see me. He's here an awful lot now, though. I am here an awful <laughs> lot, but I never outstay my welcome. <laughs> so you should yeah. call ahead. I'm not going to call ahead. You're not a doctor. When you're a doctor, <laughs> I'll make an appointment. <laughs> Brent comes across really you desperate. You should have called ahead, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Brent's at his most desperate in these returning to the office scenes. Yeah. And like, there's just this new dynamic where Gareth is, you know, the boss. Mm. And Gareth's in charge, really. But and Brent can't see that still, and Brent's desperately clinging on. Well, it's like we said with Series 2, Gareth slowly just lost all respect yeah. for Brent. Yeah, yeah, he realised yeah. he didn't need to, and now he doesn't. He definitely doesn't need to respect and Brent, because Brent doesn't even work. But it's weird, he's you still it. see him like him from time to time. You still see it when, when Neil and Finchie yeah. around. You still see little signs that Gareth still got a li- holds a little candle for the old Brent. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, because Neil and Finchie don't respect Gareth, do they? That, no, yeah. the, the, the scene later on where they're all in the office, I bet yeah. Finchie and Neil just kind of bowled in and started chatting, completely ignored Gary. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? well, he's like, just a twat. Uh, yeah, 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 he's just a kind of, yeah, a guy that they can use and just use his office every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he obviously, um, yeah, he still sort of respects um, Brent enough to sort of like defend him when Neil's been really horrible later on. Yeah. But at the same time, he says in his talking head, nobody respected him. Yeah. He used humour and I used discipline. And does that thing about how, you know... In the jungle. You know, when, <laughs> no, when, when he's leading his soldiers out into battle, oh, yeah. he won't be telling them a joke, you know. He'll be being authoritative. So Come then they'll, then they'll follow him to their certain deaths. Yeah. <laughs> reference to World War One, there, I think. Yeah. But it's that whole thing that, you know, it's banter, but at the same time, there's a bit of... It's absolutely oh, yeah, not, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah, bit of... There's a bit of... There's a bit of... There's a bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, James. We've had banter like this before, haven't we? No, it's not banter. I, I had to banter. I've had to cut some of it out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was making a dating profile and James was helping me, I imagine the it would be very similar. It would it? probably James would be Gareth and I'd be Brent. <laughs> we should make a date. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I was going to say. No, he, yeah. he, he, I mean, I've made loads of dating profiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be, he'd be like poking fun at me, and I'd be like poking fun back at him, saying, "If someone's alright without you, yeah. <laughs> I'd be able to go back." It would yeah. be. That would exactly yeah, be the yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's no, banter, but caustic banter. Yeah, you're right, Danny. I think that it speaks to the chemistry between Ricky Gervais and Mackenzie Crook that they're yeah. able to do this so naturally. Because yeah. this I whole thing about, like, really? I'm not going to call ahead. You've got to call ahead. I mean, when you're a doctor, I'll call ahead. I'm like, what the fuck? You're a doctor. <laughs> the way they're kind of laughing along. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'll still get in. Let's yeah. see. And I laugh every time I see that, by yeah. the way. I, I mean, even like in the build-up to this, since Christmas, I must have watched it two or three times. And I laugh raucously every yeah. time that bit comes up. It's just such good chemistry, isn't it? Such good back and forth. But again... There's more. It's just tragedy because the, the tragedy of the scene is is that Brent's come in. <laughs> Brent's come in. Brent's come naturally. Yeah, yeah. Brent's come in thinking that he's um, kind of you know like it's this big kind of a heroic uh, kind of comeback for him yeah. to the office. Mm. But clearly, no one wants him there. Like he obviously hasn't been able to let go of the office. It's two and a half years later, and he's still coming back. Mm. But if he'd never ever come back again. Gareth wouldn't have cared. Tim wouldn't have cared. They would have moved on. They would have yeah. absolutely moved on. No one kind of like needs him to be there, but he just absolutely needs. It. He, he needs tragic. to be there himself. Yeah. Yeah. You do get people like that. I must say. I, mean, I remember that. What you have you worked in a place where an old boss has come back? In not quite as blatantly as this, but I in that dynamic. At my old job, there was a bit of a culture of people coming back. And I did actually come back, and I just felt like David Brent. <laughs> I, I, felt like I, felt, well. I felt like I was about to get called to the office, and they'd be like, "Why are you here?" Like, I don't know. His friends take someone's reason. dog with you as well. <laughs> I should have done. Yeah, I should have just gone the whole hog. But Brent walks in like he swans in there, and it's with that deluded ego. Which there's that, I always think there's that undercurrent with Brent that he knows it's not really how he's doing it. Yeah. But he walks in just like, "Oh, they're gonna love this." Yeah, yeah. When yeah. they see me, their faces, you know. Or it's like, just it's, it's like. Um, People who have, you know, people who have who come back to visit their uni and like bowl into the SU, yeah. and, and it's and all the second years and first years, like and third years, like who the hell are they? Yeah. And it's like these people have left the uni two years ago, yeah, coming yeah. back, you know. It's yeah. funny because everything's, you know, when you're in an, an environment like that, you think of the furniture as just furniture, but it's you're the only thing that's temporary there, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You find people using the same hob, same cups, and everything yeah, yeah, as you yeah. were when you were there, and then yeah, there'll be three or four managers there before uh, yeah the furniture goes. Yeah. Even including the squidgy from Alfred's. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely flabulous. So yeah. we've seen Brent, we've seen what he's up to. We've seen Tim and Gareth, we've seen what they're up to. Now we cut straight to a shot of Dawn in a really sunny garden in Florida. Holding um, a baby. Holding Exactly, holding a baby in a Which... lovely house. Now, to the untrained eye, this would seem like Dawn's had a happy ending here. No, I remember, God, I remember watching this on Boxing Day 2003. I was watching it with my brother and my parents. And we gasped when Dawn was with the baby. Because, like, for free, I mean, if I'd been allowed, you know, after a while you go, oh, it's clearly a fake out. But on that, for that split second when you first see it, like, oh my God, don't tell me she's had a baby. That's it then. then. A couple mm. of kids under her belt. Yeah, a couple of kids under her belt. Yeah, but it is, it is such a great fake out, though, because as soon as you, you know, you, you, you soon suddenly realise, oh, okay, God, no, it's, it's, not, it's not her mm. baby, it's all right. But yeah. Yeah, it's such, it's such a surprise when you first see it. For some reason, I find Lee really funny in that scene, just laying there, just laying there, the thaw, just like occasionally <laughs> chiming in. Well, cost of living so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to put a brave face on it and trying yeah, to make yeah. it sound quite nice and positive, like you do. Yeah, but he's just he's like some, putting yeah. some scam basically. Yeah. Yeah. Rent, do we? <laughs> well, yeah. so you think like, you were saying about how he's just kind of like lying there on the sunlight, you're kind of ignoring the cameras. He does that in the airport scene as well. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, like, his phone, it's like, listen, Tim. You knew this camera crew was coming all the way over from England to film a follow-up to a documentary that you were in. Mm. Uh, you and Dawn must have been talking about this for a couple of months beforehand. And then when they're here, you just completely blank them and make Dawn do the entertaining. It's so kind of like, I don't know, it's just typical Lee, isn't yeah. it? Like, not helping out at it all. Like being, yeah, almost being, st almost kind of deliberately sabotaging it. Just being completely like, 
morose and yeah, Nathan, yeah. Neanderthal is kind of not helping out at all. <laughs> yeah. The worst Dawn's left to have be the entertaining one for the camera. Yeah. The worst bit of all is with the baby when the baby's crying and he just walks past and goes, Do us a favour, shut him up, will yeah, you? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> when you think about it, like the whole situation of going out to America with Lee will have naturally put a strain on their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, before, you know, they had their jobs, they had their lives and everything, but they've just gone to a place where they don't know anyone, so they're probably a lot more just the two of them. Yeah. So it's probably giving them a lot more focus on her and Lee, and she's probably yeah. realised, it's probably like realised more clearly than ever, oh, fucking hell, what am I doing with this douchebag? Also, don't forget the documentaries come out, so, so, so Lee's seen everything. Yeah. He's already seen everything. They've been in America. I mean, they must have. No, because he said, you know, which time? He doesn't care though, does he, Lee? No, he, he doesn't. Because he he's... still doesn't see Tim as a remote threat. No. Yeah. You said, you said the right thing, you said no. Yeah, yeah exactly. he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So no, Tim, t- Lee never took Tim seriously as a threat. Especially was, not now, he's yeah. on the other side because, of Because he's so much more alpha than him, and, and to Lee, that's all that matters is being a bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's not a bloke to him. Whereas yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. realise that Dawn's got a far more of an intellectual connection with yeah, Tim. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. He even can't even see that. He couldn't even imagine a world where Dawn would yeah. go for w- Tim. W- w- would lower yeah, herself yeah. to go out with such a kind of like yeah, an emasculated. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next episode will catch Lee completely unawares. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? He's yeah. not going to expect it. Oh, actually, got, it'd be great if we could have seen it on camera. Though, can I just yeah. say before we get onto that, the, 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 if there has been a stitch up here, yeah, it's the BBC stitching up Lee. Because why would they send them both back to the UK if not to try and? get Dawn with Tim. Yeah, yeah. He's being fucked over here massively, if you yeah. think about it. He's getting a free ticket to the UK, right? But only because they wanted to split them up. Yeah, they, yeah, wanted, but, they want something. But in a way, that's doing him a favour as well, because... Yeah, but he wants, but no, who are you to say that? That's <laughs> no, it's because... Favor, split them up. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is because... Because Dawn doesn't really want to be with him. So how does that help him? What I'm saying is that he... He's, yeah, but why does he want to spend the rest of his life with someone else? Yeah, he'd be better off with someone else. So he's doing him a favour as well. He'd probably get with Rachel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think he said that. And he gets to see his mates and, you know, put the cigarette in his mouth and throw the darts. He enjoys that more than he He had a cigarette in his mouth and he threw darts. But but I agree. Was it a genuine offer? But do you know what I mean? What I'm getting at is that it's a little bit underhanded by the BBC. Right. It is. Yeah. Got, if that was their intention. Yeah, no. Well, it was like, why else would they bother flying exactly. out? I'm surprised yeah. they flew a producer all the way to Florida, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's one of the first times you hear that, you hear, what's her face, Ashley Jensen. Yeah, it's the only time. Yeah. It's the only time you hear at the, from behind the camera something. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. If, we could, episode, yeah. what if we could arrange to have you flown back? Well, yeah. That's a bloke, I think, actually. It's not Ashley Jensen. It's a geezer. Uh, sorry, it's a bloke. Yeah, they've got a guy in Florida. Yeah. Ashley Jensen's following around bread. But yeah, I mean, and also, it's just... It's a shame to see what clearly. I mean, they left England. They left Slough, think leading at least, thinking right, we're going to start a new life. You know, kind of Florida. We'll we'll, we'll start off living at my sisters, but then we'll move on, kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. still living at my sisters. They're just stuck in stasis, mm. aren't they? Doing because they're just or whatever, they're, yeah. they're kind of having to hide out of the way of the visa department. Yeah. yeah. So they can't move on. They can't get yeah, a yeah. place. They can't get a proper job. They can't better themselves. And it doesn't look like they've got a plan to do any. They don't look like they've got a plan to. No. But, but for Lee, chill. that's that's enough. Yeah. Actually, it, 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 it seems that. Um, Lee is almost more keen to go back than Dawn. Because mm. Dawn thinks things through more. She's like, there's a million reasons yeah, why we thinking, can yeah, just go. He's just thinking free ticket, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he thinks in the more impulsive, but go back to see my mates. Yeah, yeah. Is that a genuine offer? He's yeah. saying, <laughs> and also, he's just said it's almost as good as Slough. 
I mean, that doesn't sound very good to me. No, it sounds shit. Situation. I mean, what's, what's almost as good as Slough? I, I thought he was just talking about his financial <laughs> situation. <laughs> you know, they're going to end up on the tourist board. Uh, for I, thought he just, yeah. I, thought, I thought he just meant by situation. I thought he meant financial. I think he means the whole situation. Yeah, he means in general. He means yeah. his life. Yeah. He means our, our so, situation vis a vis our life is almost as good as it was in Slough. Yeah, but in Slough it was rubbish, though. So almost as good as Slough is dreadful. Drizzly, yeah. But it's funny how. Dawn's almost kind of like reluctant to go back, isn't she? Yeah, she doesn't but you would have back. thought at least she would want to go back for Christmas to see her parents. Like she sees her good relationship. She doesn't want to go back because she knows Tim. what's waiting for. Exactly. She knows yeah, that this is. I think that's part she of knows it, yeah. if she goes back and sees Tim and has a, 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 a whiff of what she previously had, yeah. she's going to be on her heels to, into Tim's arms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, it, got, it, I've it, got to say though, I was shocked. With what? When I saw this episode first time, I was not. I, I thought they'd just leave it dangling frustratingly with them not getting back together. Yeah, I didn't really know. What to? Um, but watching it, my well, dad. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get people might not have seen the second episode. Though. Oh come off it! <laughs> <laughs> if, so, you're, if you're listening, you haven't listened to it. Just <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. We see Dawn and Lee in Florida, and then kind of the producers have asked Tim his thoughts on the whole situation. Yeah, and he says, "I realise now that well, we were really good friends, and I misinterpreted that friendship for uh, something, and uh, that wasn't how." she was feeling and it got a bit out of proportion in my mind I guess but the thing is that the rest of the series he's been quite um, uh, spontaneous with what he says to the camera and you can imagine it's what he's feeling this feels to me like something he's thought about and do you know what I mean he's almost it's a it's a rehearsed answer a rehearsed explanation as to why he did what he did do you know what yeah. I mean I think if he was being spontaneous and just said what he felt he I don't know. I, do you know what I mean? This just feels like someone who's rehearsed his excuses. I mean, he probably has. I mean, the, after the after the show went out, yeah, on national TV. Don't yeah, you? exactly. He must have had to answer to what Nana, <laughs> all <laughs> his of his parents, his parents, his own Nana. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, he has no mates. Obviously, I wouldn't expect his Nana to prefer to get into bed with That'd be weird. <laughs> but your Nana, you expect your Nana, you expect to big you up. You don't expect her to <laughs> be going. You don't, My you Nana always picks me up. You, you expect her to say something like, "Oh yeah, you know, hard luck, but you know, you deserve better." His own Nana would not, even his own Nana is, you know, just like other women, she prefers the alpha male, even at her age. She's from an older generation, Danny. Uh, but <laughs> Millen, not, not as cosmopolitan it, as it, us. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's Darwinism, it's social Darwinism, but we could, I could do a whole new podcast on that. Oh, stay tuned. Watch out for that. One hog presents. Natural yeah. selection and all that. Alpha Darwin, male Danny. Oh, God, genuinely, that would be quite funny. I'd like, I'd just record it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with Tim, it's kind of, I'd go back to what you said, James. It's I think it probably is a rehearsed answer. He's probably had to answer this yeah, for the past two that. years to everyone, like people on the street who might recognise him. Who knows, maybe he had to do some interviews after the show went out. Because this could legitimately ruin someone's life, do you know what I mean? Being on a show like this, I mean, I'm thinking more people like Brent yeah. than anybody else, but do you know what I mean? Oh, God, yeah, it could absolutely ruin it. Could. I mean, it, probably, it has kind of ruined. Yeah, I've, we I've see you throughout the rest of the episode. Danny, I've said you should go on Big Brother in the past, mm. right? If you, if you, now, did, you did you so did you have you ever auditioned for Big Brother? I no you way. Should, I think amazing. he would have got on. No, 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 I'll probably end up on Big Brother. It was the fact that they wouldn't let you take any music or books in that put me off. I'd be so <laughs> bored. Danny, I'd be so bored just interacting with people for eight weeks. I'd you might have I won, Danny. You could have won it. Oh, yeah, but I, 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 genu- I genuinely I think not, he would have been I couldn't have taken the boredom. Push Big Brother out the room. I'm a celebrity. We should start a campaign to get Danny on a reality TV show. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have lasted a day. I'm too much of an introvert. Danny, would you go on Love Island? I'm 
too much of an introvert. That would be ludicrous. Danny was on love. I bet they all said it. I'm too much of an introvert, and then oh, actually, yeah, there's got enough of a tan to start with. No, I'm yeah. too much of an introvert, and yeah, I'd be leaning. You, know, you could draw a six pack on like that, Mr. Paparazzi. <laughs> oh yeah, it looked like he was leaning on a wire fence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. All right. What were we talking about? Oh so, yeah. So we're back to the uh, Brent Gareth dynamic, right? Yeah. And uh, Gareth's explaining that actually, oh no, rather Brent's explaining that Gareth is not general manager like I was. You know, yeah. he's doing a much more watered down version of the job. You know, I was more omnipotent. This is what I wanted to ask. Okay, you guys that work in offices, why was he able to sue Wernham Hogg because they used the same? Name? Oh yeah. Okay. So what does redundancy? So redundancy well, usually means that that role doesn't exist anymore. They okay. don't need that role. They don't need that. Yeah. And that's why they business. make you redundant. There is no right. job. The, the yeah, job yeah. is redundant, not the person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So used, they can't fill it with another yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, often yeah. used instead okay. of managing somebody out because it's easier. <coughs> yeah, yeah. But my own job did this. Like I replaced. I basically replaced someone that got a redundancy power and everything. He was literally training me to do the job. Yeah. And all they've done is renamed it slightly. Yeah. yeah. I'm basically doing the same job. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I expect to see him doing his version of "If You Don't Know Me By Now." In a few but they gave him. But they, but they made him redundant as a as a favour to him, so he wouldn't have to publicly fire him. Not really. So no wonder that Neil was so pissed off of him later. But then Brent went, to Brent. That's true. I didn't even think that. about that. To think about him suing them, walking back, suing them, and then rolling back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way rolling back in. Two or three times a week. And the company sued. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he got a generous redundancy package to the given. Yeah, so he's, generous he's, redundancy package. He's built them. He's probably earned, he's probably got like maybe a couple of years. He's probably got a couple of years worth of wages. He's got hundred grand out He's probably better He got £42,000. At least. Plus a generous redundancy. In financial terms, he's probably better off than he would have been if he was still I'm working there. just saved that, invested it or something. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but he didn't. He recorded his own single. Well, as you may or may not know, doing a podcast is a labour of love. We don't get paid for this. So um, here is a word from one of our sponsors who makes all this possible. This month is Celebrity Month at Mumbo Jumbo. Across this month, special celebrity appearances will be heating up the Mumbo Jumbo stage. On the 8th of December, someone who is a maverick, someone who does that to the system, it's Sir Ian Botham. And if you want a DJ set, you should have come to him. It's none other than Bruno Brooks. On the 15th, Double Trouble, Lenny Henry and Don French with introduction from Duncan Goodhue, so... And if you're wondering who the old bloke in the corner is, that's the UK's number one Michael Douglas impersonator. And on the 22nd, get ready boys, because Sarah Watmore is in the house and she is looking hard. Plus, with his brand new single, which got to number 154, and fresh from the BBC documentary that definitely wasn't a stitch-up, or was it? He's the boss from hell, David Brand. Come on down and find out what else he's got in the pipeline. Mumbo Jumbo. I think that music video is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was, yeah. Really, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I, I, the, the thing is, I don't know, did that come before the Nick Knowles video? Do you guys know what no, I'm talking no, about? No, 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 but it, it's, it's, this video <laughs> is clearly inspired by Rick Waller's video for I Will Always, I always Love, love you. you. Have you ever seen it? Yes, no, I haven't seen, seen it. Yeah. Okay, right. One minute, when when we, this episode drops, we've got to put that yeah, out yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. Facebook. <laughs> I was watching it back today. It's clearly, it's so clearly inspired oh, by God. that. 
and, <laughs> and you know James, but from the uh, from the X Men podcast, merchant interviews are always ripping out. Oh, they take the stuff that's why they absolutely, especially merchant. He says all the time. Take turns my stomach. I'm going to be honest. But yeah, but so Brent, yes, we find out he sued Werner Hog. And he and he got forty two thousand pounds that he then spent on making his own single and music video, and then received a single music video, and it's just so ludicrous. I mean, you can't even describe it really, can oh, no, it's, except no. to say, but it's I think it's clearly inspired by this Rick Waller video. Well, he's wearing out. that sort of white linen suit, and I'm just I've got the video. <laughs> James is now brought up, pulled up. Look, look how huge he looks in this black shirt. <laughs> 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 Have you never seen this before? No. <laughs> it just looks like, oh man, it looks like an exclamation mark. Because yeah. <laughs> black is swimming. No, no, no. <laughs> it is the same, it's got the Buddha and everything. Oh, he's a vile man. And, and it's just kind of like a white room with real yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah, smoky filter. Yeah, so look, look. Who told him to wear black? Because <laughs> it's slimming. That's not, on white, not on a white background. <laughs> All right, cut this. Yeah, no, cut wait, this. wait, wait, wait. There's no woman. Well, let's watch it on mute. No, there's no woman, sadly. Yeah, yeah, just put it on mute. How do you need to? Or turn it down. Turn the volume on. Turn it down. That's part of it. Right. But it's even more outrageous in the Brent's version because it's kind of like the general public, you know, the general public, if you don't know me by now, I'm this mysterious character. The gulf between who he thinks he is and who he actually is is even more apparent with this music video. Yeah, it's quite telling, I guess, in a way. The the, the theme of the song is that, you know, no one actually knows me and all that kind of stuff. Of course, it's completely completely archaic now because nowadays you wouldn't have to spend all that money on releasing the record. Yeah, 42,000 He just bung it on YouTube. Now you could make that video for like 500 quid now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, could even less. We could, you just yeah, need you know, a room, profit, yeah, yeah, exactly. Camera, so yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. You could put it out, you know, you could put it out on all the online platforms, you know, like it's like us making a podcast because well, you don't have to print CDs, that's why, obviously. Yeah, yeah. you know, when Brent yeah. tells Gareth how much he spent on it, there's a little squeak from Gareth. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because <laughs> 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 he's heard it before, yeah. he knew what was coming, that's right. And obviously, the single flopped, he got to what did he say? He says, like, 100. 113. Yeah, 150 yeah, yeah. copies. 150 <laughs> yeah. copies. Well, so 150 copies gets you to number 113. Yeah, I didn't charts. even. To be fair, I don't, I'm not sure the charts actually go down that low. No, they no. did. They used to. They they used to be really really long. The charts they used to be 200. Yeah, two I was going to say something. So is that, yeah. what, what, is that like one copies get to number 200? Probably. Probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at all. but it's just such a shame. Like to see all his ambition. All he's bigging up himself. You know, when he's talking about how I you know I probably could do what Texas do. You know, now he's had the chance to prove it and. That's that's the uh, yeah that's the sum of that but that's the whole sum of his ambition is getting to number one hundred thirteen yeah could have bankrupted himself <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wasted a nest egg right. yeah exactly yeah absolutely yeah, I come yeah, to yeah. your office and I find this this is the sum of your efforts yeah. <laughs> jeez I mean it's, it's crazy isn't it forty two thousand yeah we talked about that but that, that is then he's such an impulsive like but remember cost to misleading juxtaposition records yeah yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's kind of he would have always been wondering what if I, what if. So I mean, yeah, no, I know. Fair enough he, he, he you it. think he's self-aware, you know, now, and rather he thought he was a laughing stock before. So he's doing this, you know, follow-up documentary to try and justify himself. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Do you know what, I mean? like, what must the people think of him now? He's so and he's unaware. clearly a bit sheepish about it because one of yeah, my one of my favourite Ricky Gervais uh, body language things is when he does that forty-two thousand pounds and his mouth goes like. 
<laughs> he does like a little yeah. almost like he's going to say something but he yeah, yeah. his mouth just kind of comes out, his yeah. mouth just kind of quivers yeah, yeah. and he's clearly like, like he's, he's clearly sheepish but he's also trying to be defensive he's like yeah, yeah so what so what, so what? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a shot of um, David's one of David's pastimes which is him talking to Oliver about how he's down with the kids he's cool oh, God, you know, yeah. he's down with black culture there and he's talking about right yeah exactly yeah. Ice tea Dr. Dr. Dre. Dre they're the equivalent of Wordsworth <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is a good, to... it's a good point. I've heard myself making this argument uh, before as well. But no, but, no, but it's the most overt form of him talking to all of basically being like, I like black people. Yeah. Black yeah. people are cool. I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> but Neil obviously comes over. This is the first interaction between Neil and David in this Christmas special. And yeah. Neil, friendly at first, I think, considering Snide. he's just had 42 grand. Considering he's just shooting for 42 grand, right? It's not Neil personally, though. It's Wernham. Fine, fine, fine. I know, but Neil's yeah. still got to be. I mean, I'm sure it wasted a lot of Neil's time. Uh, yeah, I'd that, say so. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, again, there's a few passive aggressive bits in here when he says, "I hope you don't oh, try and overexcite yeah. them and all that kind of stuff." Yeah. But I, to be honest, I would struggle not to take the piss out of Brent like that. But and and but it's all about. And Brent, Brent then just tries to put on a brave face. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, but that's what he does. He's there yeah. almost. He's. It's almost like he thinks if I don't show my face, everyone's the last thing anyone's ever going to think of Brent is he was made redundant and he was embarrassed by the documentary. It's true. It's like so he's, I have the last word. He's coming back. Every, he's coming back every week to make sure that they know he's doing all right. Yeah. He's trying to convince them and he's trying to convince himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. He says how he's repping during the day. You know, I'm lucky. I'm doing his club. I'm lucky. Yeah. This, this, is first, this is the first time we hear about well, the club appearances. So we get else. more of an idea. How much was it? Five hundred quid a time. Yeah, oh, okay, so he's not. He's not. He's ridiculous. Yeah, but he's no, doing no, good. Not far off his motivational speech money, is to it? To yeah. be to be doing that though, it must be pretty damn desperate for the money. Which, yeah, having course. spunked it all on that stupid yeah. single. Yeah, but mm. in his head, it's much more than it is. It's a celebrity appearance. It's yeah. like a massive gig. Part of a ladder he's climbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's funny you mentioned the um, the motivational speeches he does that because yeah, I mean it's kind of like a similar thing. He's making similar kind of money, but this is almost to Brent's credit. Um, even though he's having to do much less to do these celebrity appearances, he just comes out on stage and waves. He's clearly, and even though he's kind of, he's making more money, in fact, I think, from the celebrity appearances than he did from the motivational speeches. He's clearly not getting any kind of fulfilment out of no, it. Absolutely. He looks depressed about the whole thing. So it's again, like you said, he would rather not have the money but be doing something that he's passionate about and he loves. Yeah, no, it's true. So yeah. it's almost a Brent's credit that, like, even though he's getting paid he's more for less, it. he's not enjoying it, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but what, he's pretending he's enjoying what, what does it. he yeah, exactly. care for the yeah. sake of money and run? For the sake of um, Neil, he's absolutely tells him he's enjoying it. But the person who he really wants to know that he's enjoying it is Finchy. Yeah. So obviously Finchie comes into the oh, office and, he's, and obviously now we've got the dynamic between Brent, Finchie, Neil and behind Brent we've got Gareth. And I must say I love that how when Brent walks into the office when Neil and uh, Finchie are talking he just completely sits in front of Gareth and cuts him out of the conversation like with his body. Completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm back in my seat basically. I'm the boss again. Did you know it's a uh, Brent doesn't shake hands with Neil? Yeah, oh, that's so awkward, yeah. isn't it? I, so thought, yeah, I mean, I know, so I know I don't like Neil. I find him smug. I can't. I, you know, there's many reasons why Neil's a bit of a dick. But Brent does act dick to him mm. usually first yeah no no he actually yeah, does yeah, yeah, this is what I mean by Neil's what... the Christmas specials is very much you know back on Neil being the dick yeah yes but this is what I he's hand out for a shake and Brent just walks past him it's outrageous I, I still think that yeah Neil's kind of you can see why he would act this way because number one Brent shouldn't be there number two 
he's had a chance to look back over the, the first two series of The Office and see how snidey and petty and kind of like childish Brent has been acting. Mm. He didn't need to watch the documentary to see that. He did it to his face. Well, yeah, remember the cricket scene? Some bits he did, not there? Some bits. Yeah, there's some bits where Brent was saying... Slagging off you lot. Yeah, oh God, yes, he's seen that. Shagging you lot. Shagging you lot. Shagging, shagging. And we were saying, in that episode we talked about it, him saying, oh, he was slagging all of you lot off behind Neil's back. That could have been a career killer for for mm. Neil if Tim had just taken it seriously and decided to say something about it to Jennifer for mm. example so no wonder Neil was pissed off with him yeah absolutely I, I think Neil's actually going quite easy on him to be honest yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. why is Brent even invited to this party as well yeah I know the idea that, that when I'm hog would uh, sorry I keep, I keep on saying yeah. the Wernham hog would pay for Brent to have a meal after having sued them but I mean, also, I mean, I know I'm saying let's be fair to Neil, but to be unfair to Neil in this scene, this is where Neil kind of like really, really, he so overtly tries to kind undermine of like, him. I, I have to undermine Brent when when they're talking about how um, whether kind of Brent's going to have a date to the uh, yeah, yeah. I think and how, and how he's doing with women. Neil yeah. just kind of really, really sticks like that's a picture of my wife, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always thought that Neil, Neil's the, the thing I don't like about Neil is although Brent del- uh, hits him with a lot of shit. You've, I've always got this feeling Neil's standing there thinking I could destroy him if I want to. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just I'm just biding my time because he's pathetic. Yeah, you know. And also, like I said, he, he wants Brent to commit to this, right? So Brent's bullshitting. He's saying, "Oh yeah, I've got a date to the party. I'll bring her along." Okay, two tickets then. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And why should Brent get away with that? He he absolutely should. And I I, I think Finchie's not rude. He's not unprofessional. I think he's fine with it. And it's Brent who, again, we talked about this in the earlier episodes. He's lies. He just can't ro- stop rolling. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I think in this scene, like, Neil and Finchie behave like schoolyard bullies to Brent. Yeah, no, I'll give you, you that. Know, they're taking the mickey out of him, like... You've you never know, seen a girl like that, not without a staple thrust of We already know that Finchie's... It's like, look at us, look how sexually successful we are. You know, we know David Brent's probably still a virgin, so let's make them fun of him. Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, not a virgin, but, you know, someone that basically never gets it. And you know, and and he's and he's trying to like do his little innuendo, saying young, free, and single, yeah. motel streets. But yeah, they're yeah. like, but they're like, actually, I love no, David Brent, about, really. Yeah, and yeah. Gareth sort of leaning forward, it. trying to chip into the conversation, yeah, like, yeah. like he's trying to get involved with the bigger voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what I mean. How like Neil and Finch are clearly just bowled into his office yeah. and like kind of just taken over, talked over. Gareth, him. take Gareth. five. We're going to use your office. Yeah, exactly. For a yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine that's how it works. And they just yeah, they they're, they're acting like schoolyard bullies, and it's not pleasant. I will say that Finchie definitely brings Neil down a level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, the, 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 the Neil, the professional Neil that I think of, I don't think of him in the room with Finchie, but Brent's face when he says that I'm getting married. And yeah. he, it's like, he, he's... he's you know what I mean? He makes that little shrug, puts his bottom lip out. Because Neil's just, just getting everything he wants. He's yeah. in his early 40s. I'll be getting yeah. married by then. It's just, yeah. he's so bitter. Nine you know months I mean? away. He really is. Brent, I mean, say what you like about him. And if he's a beloved darling of British comedy and uh, one of the biggest, act, best actors ever, like Basil Fawlty, he's just such a bitter bastard, yeah. really, Brent. But I mean, this is what... And, and it would be, though. <clears throat> and Neil is always there to be like, that's what Brent wants. Like, yeah. Neil is everything Brent wants. And now he's got a kind of like a, a, a porn star level wife. <laughs> fiance, but he's going to have... Lucky old Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Brent, yeah, and it's, it's everything Brent wants, isn't it? And Brent's just got to sit there and kind of like watch him well, have the, it. The really interesting thing about this is obviously now that Brent's committed to having a girlfriend, going to have a girlfriend, friend, girl, whatever you want to label me, <laughs> he's basically committing to confront something we've talked about before, which is this neurotic thing he's got with women. Mm. He's got, he's yeah. now, he's got to go out and actually get one. 
Yeah. So we know that this has been a challenge to even talk about before. So it's going to be interesting. We're already so thinking. Got oh, go. This is going to be he's good. He's got to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, this is a dynamic to Brent we've it's never seen set, before. Yeah, yeah. Even if this has to trump his want to get a girlfriend. It's actually about his trump his want to impress Neil. Yeah. Well, and we know it's not going to go well because I mean, <laughs> yeah. we know we. I mean, we've got the dates in the next episode. But even just in this in this next talking head, where it's a he's making up a woman to have a conversation with. <laughs> and he still kind of talks himself into kind of like back off. If I'm having fun with a girlfriend or a girl stroke friend, whatever you want to label them, it, it, it's got to be, oh, that was fun. Good. Can we do it again tomorrow, David? Can't tomorrow. Doing something else. Well, what are you doing? Back off. Yeah. Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. He can't even have a fake conversation with a woman in his head without it ending badly and him going, like, oh, okay, back yeah. off, love. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ask no questions, I'll tell you they're like. That's a great <laughs> But then Brent, of course, he's, he's playing it up there. If I see a bargain, I've got the money. And yeah, he yeah. himself into a corner again. That's a metaphor. I've never, never paid for it. <laughs> I love that. Bit. Just has to confirm he's not talking about <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> would would any of actually, anybody actually thought he was talking no, about prostitutes? No, this is That's the brilliance of Brent's whole yeah. digging. Yeah, but it's like his heads. mind is three or four steps ahead of ours. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He says I something mean, and then he's I, worried about how he's yeah, going to be I, I, I wonder if he actually has gone to prostitutes. Oh, we're not having this again. Uh, Don't wreck up old graves, Danny. <laughs> that's the second time it's been breached. It's the fourth time we've talked I about can, it. I can, I, I have. Uh, yeah, I, th I think we'd... I mean, no, yeah, I can, I, I, I have. It was just a drunken response. I've, no, I think he probably has gone to a prostitute. I don't, I don't yeah. think he has. I'd love to see Brent going to a prostitute. I bet that'd be so awkward. Why don't we put it to the group and say... Do we think Brent's gone to a prostitute? Maybe right. make the case for right, Brent. Like, like an amateur porn film. I'll, I'll put it on now. Going to a prostitute. <laughs> I'll put it on now on Twitter. And I'll really give it a timer of half an hour, and then we'll look at it when it's done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so the the, the argument for both is: in, in, on the one hand, I can and I have, mm -hmm. and on the other hand, that's a metaphor. I've never paid for it. <clears throat> all right. So stay tuned for that. That's a hook. That'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll keep on. So by the end of the episode, in about half an hour or so, we will uh, yeah check back and see. We'll have a definitive answer one way. At the exact time when we're talking about Brent being. Alone and depressed in the back of that bar, we'll be able to say, <laughs> yeah, sure He's paid for a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go right. to Mumbo Jumbos. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh my god, the agent is just brilliant. Oh, he's I, so I good. Let me see, I've seen him somewhere. He's in, uh, he's in, uh, in Life Too Short. He's, he's in, in Life Too Short. Short as the he's agent. also in extras as the uh, state agent. And, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right, and, yeah. and is he also the guy that um, comes to see Brent when he holds the check? And I, think doesn't he is. Flash? I think he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's his name? Do we have a name for this guy? No, no, he's he's really nice. And also, interestingly, uh, I can't remember what I saw this on, but Brent and Merchant said that oh, they well, the, the before they did Life on the Road, uh, Gervais said that the only time they would ever do a sequel or a spin-off to The Office is if they were to base it around this agent. Mm. They were like, that's, that, that's the only way we can see They it. said something about good. writing the role for him, pretty much. I think they wrote it yeah. with him in mind. They were like, we've got to find something for him to do because they liked his acting so well, he's just yeah, he's, yeah. he's so bad at promoting, isn't he? Because yeah. Brent's telling him everything. It's, it's a bit yeah, like yeah. the whole Space Mountain thing. Yeah, 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 every yeah. time he has to remind him, who's Kirk Douglas? Oh, Michael Douglas, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 People think it's just an old guy walking around the party. That's his own he even has to tell his own agent, go on, tell, tell the cameras tell the cameras who you've got. Like, yeah. he can't even promote himself. Yeah, 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 his yeah. agent has got so little ambition. Oh, that's so like, good. God, it just makes you kind of like, you're going to despair for, for Brent's future career mm. as a showbiz. Have you got any lookalikes of me so I don't have to turn up to these things? <laughs> no, you're nowhere near famous enough to have a lookalike. No, no, I'm joking. You're meant to big me up, sort of. <laughs> but also, this is a bit of a dig about the uh, the, the concept of looky likes. Yeah, I mean? the idea yeah. that you'd invite someone to come and stand in your party because they look a bit like maybe Michael Douglas. I mean, the, there's there's always these little criticisms about kind of like the the showbiz world in the office, isn't there? 
which is what they kind of go and, and dig into further in extras. And this is kind of like a little dig at the idea, just the whole idea of looking like these. Because mm-hmm. I mean, after since the op- I mean, the office came huge in in series two, and I imagine who there's that famous uh, David Brent lookalike, isn't there? I imagine he must have got himself started. Yeah. Between, between series two and this Christmas special, so Merchant and Gervais probably have little something to say about the whole culture of looking. Yeah. And just their idea of like, yeah, he's kind of like they just think he's an old bloke at the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's just> true. <laughs> he might look a bit like Michael Douglas, but what are you going to do with that? What's a Michael Douglas look like supposed to do at a party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the idea that you have to get the Catherine Zeta Jones one so they stand together <laughs> yeah. at a party. But then ludicrous. still, what would they do? They just go like, yeah, we're. Catherine Zeta Jones and Michael Douglas. Oh, Hello, it's really bad. Some more of these. Some more of these. <laughs> yeah. And Brent, you know, the, I love that line. I've been given an opportunity. Literally, literally be a sin to waste. Yeah. I mean, that just shows where his ego's at with this whole fame thing. He thinks yeah. it's this massive opportunity. You know, yeah. the British again, public seems to be saying, "Yeah, yeah." What else you got? Well, but yeah, but then no, this is the thing. But we know. But he can't possibly think that's true because we've seen Not him deep at, down. We've yeah. seen him at the beginning. Mm. That guy didn't recognise him. But, but to be fair, we know from the series one Brent, right? He never questioned himself. Series yeah. two Brent, he had a bit of a wake up call. Yeah. Now this is somewhere in between, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he he's, he's clearly lacks the self awareness that he had in series two because he's still doing all this stuff. But then maybe you start to see that creep in towards the end of this episode and yeah. to the beginning of the next because he starts to realize actually there's maybe more to life than just being a famous. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, you can see he's getting no fulfillment out of it. Yeah. Like, there's just yeah, there's just kind of no. It's just not what he wants to do. Mm. Like, there's, it's just empty, isn't it? It's, yeah. empty, it's an empty life, just going d- during the day, kind of selling well, yeah, they, chamois levers, and then they they every much. night going and getting taking the piss out of a mumbo jumbo. It's Based on his performance at mumbo jumbos, I mean, which let's just take a moment to appreciate. It's fucking hilarious. It's brilliant. How could anybody get any fulfillment out of that? Because there's people that do this stuff now. Like yeah. I remember being at uh, yeah, they, they, they do say, happen. Yeah. He doesn't even say who he is. So his fan base can't even come. Yeah, just a special TV. I'm ashamed to say, right? I was in a. I say club. I don't go to clubs. I was in a, I was in a club not long ago, and there was a poster on the wall for you remember Mini Me, the midget, uh, the, the, the dwarf. Yeah, he died. He, didn't he pass away? How long really? Ago, so? Yeah, yeah, but it was only only a few stuff. months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this was about maybe a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah, he was yeah, still he around. Yeah, yeah. Is he still yeah. doing his gigs and gigging yeah. and probably he's repping in the day. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I remember seeing him Watford when I lived there years and years ago. There was some. I went. I was supposed to be going to this club and. Oh. Um, I'm talking like seven or eight years. There's always what, people. What, what, Watford is exactly slated from East End. Yeah, Lee Ryan, and then, and then Watford is the place for people like that. Yeah, yeah. When, we went, when we went to go in, um, they said, "Oh no, we, you need a ticket tonight or something for in advance." They said, "Why?" And they said, "Because Joey Essex is yeah. here." At the time, I was like, "Who is he?" It's like, "Oh, he's from the Only Way Is Essex." And said, oh, yeah. well, what's he doing? Like, I remember <laughs> questioning the bouncers, like, well, "What's he going to do?" Just wander around the party and no, shake but to be fair, and it's the DJ set. That's the kind of yeah. thing that yeah, these yeah. people that kind of don't actually have a talent, yeah. they kind of just stand behind and like press press button on a laptop and play a playlist, yeah. don't they? Yeah. But yeah, that's what Brent should have done. Really. Yeah, absolutely. He could have done anything. He could have done anything. He could have come out and done like I don't know, literally like a game or something stupid. But he come out. Yeah. He could have played a song. He's got a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, song would have gone down almost as badly, to be fair. In <laughs> yeah. fact, he probably got off lucky by just leaving. Yeah, maybe. It's probably the but, least cringy yeah, it could have been if he just came out away and fucked yeah. up again. I feel bad for him when, you, when, his fan base. when, when the that. music comes back on and you can see him in, sort of in the shadows, kind of looking back, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was and that? Just you know, the mask comes on. a little bit, yeah. These kind of celebrity things. In Watford, at least, Stacey Slater from EastEnders has been glassed oh, outside as you My brother's mate got punched by Lee Ryan. Really? So you want to see a celebrity fight? 
Lee Ryan. <laughs> Didn't you have a fight with somebody once? Oh yeah, the a celebrity in that punk band, uh, yeah, the Towers of London. Yeah, the guy. Oh god, yes, yeah, Donny Tourette. Yeah, I got yeah. in a fight with him in Coco in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit drunk <laughs> for most of my life. Back then, he was, he was, he was <laughs> making a public appearance. No, he was just being Donny Tourette. No, he was just literally in the bar. Did you go to him and say you're shit, mate, or something? No, I did. I say you're bad shit, mate. No, I did. I literally did. I can't remember why I did it. I think I was trying to impress someone. Yeah, as I usually was back then. And, um, yeah, he, tra- he, he thumped me, and then a little brawl broke out. It was all quite exciting. <laughs> that was another lifetime ago. Genuinely, one of my I always favorites. used to wonder whether him and that band, whether they were kind of like a, a spoof, a parody. Yeah. No, I think there were. was a documentary. Really I don't, stiff, I don't know right, because yeah. when he seemed, he seemed pretty rock and roll when he punched I me think, in the face. <laughs> I think. I think. What you said? What two rock and roll for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Towers of London thing is, I think that they I think they, they played it up. They took themselves seriously, but their managers and, their, and, and yeah, yeah, they were like, yeah, put the cameras on. Knew they were. Also, on on the subject of documentaries. Guys, did anybody here watch the bro? Uh, the bro the yes, yes. Oh my oh god. god, fuck me! That was so the brass. This is unbelievable, man. I, I, this is this is maximum the best thing. I'm getting bread for bread. Oh, bread crumbs. He <laughs> gets bread crumbs. I'm getting thinking about. Oh crumbs! Why is it you and fucking crumbs? I'm getting bread crumbs. I'm getting bread crumbs. Thinking about it. The guy, the guy who sweeps the road, he's a king to me because that means I don't have to sweep the road. Because he means you know, it's really like bread, like that means what I. I don't have to clean my guys, own guys, guys, can I just say, I, I mean, if you guys are up for it, I'm up for doing a Bross special. A special yeah. um, on Bross? Just, just on Bross. I'm up for it. Just on the Bross. Yeah. Fuck it, why not? It's basically uh, Let's do a live commentary. Right, okay, this is what we do. We just watch it and record yeah, our right. on it. Live it's commentary. And we Leave can go this off on, in the podcast this week. We've committed to this. This is happening, all right? It's fucking hilarious. Honestly, I think it's one of the best things to happen to TV. Like in terms of documentaries <laughs> and mockumentaries in fucking ages. Since the extra Christmas special. <laughs> 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 Someone tell me something better. Like, yeah, the, 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 the thing is, it's not, fake, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a joke. This is what I thought was so interesting watching it. Since The Office has been on, people have gone, yeah, but it's not very, you know, some some people have said, yeah, but it's not very realistic. I think they're totally it? It's a bit too heightened. This was so genuine and earnest, yeah, and they were so Brentish. Yes. I think it's amazing. 18 years on, they were still so British. The chips are down. Brent's committed to bring a girl to the Christmas party. And now, he's... the only way you can do that is to find somebody on the street or go to a dating website. So this was before uh, Match.com this and Tinder. This is before the internet dating. Right. Yeah. yeah. Back, in the, was, days, back, back in the days where it's a bit sad to be online. There's probably yeah. plenty yeah. Yeah. now it's kind of socially accepted. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was back in the days where like, ugly people could still do it. Basically. <laughs> it was before yeah. then though because it was like proper agencies where they'd send you printouts. Yeah, and have introductions. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Some, and there'd be a third party yeah. involved. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They would pair yeah. you up with somebody and whereas now it's just obviously you, it's just Tinder and yeah basically unless you look like a model you're not going anywhere with it now yeah fine exactly. right, whatever it's done alright yeah exactly <laughs> so we know your, you know your opinions on this Danny yeah yeah that's yeah. just we've yeah, been so precious yeah, time yeah. on this podcast yeah, to go into your theory on online dating and how unfair it is yeah uh, but it's quite sweet though that yeah so he's kind of he's trying to do this Brent's trying to do this sneakily isn't he without Neil and yes, Neil. this is but all COVID he still brings good Gareth into the plan like he's still thinking yeah, he still knows he can kind of trust Gareth but there's a lot of passive aggressivism right you know yeah, he's, he's, still, he's, yeah. he's trying to be like and, and it shows how fragile Brent's ego still is. Oh, yeah. The fact that, you know, he's he oh, yeah, the whole way through like, this, like, yeah. yeah, like literally every single question, there's a little, the dynamics always like, yeah. Brent tries to say something, Gareth undermines it a bit, and Brent like reacts like he's been shot yeah, over yeah. and over again, you know, whether it's about squash, whether yeah. it's about going to hole, <laughs> yeah. whatever it's about. Or about Brent, being well built. 
Yeah, being well built. Yeah, exactly. And and that's like the really thing. And you see, he looks at him just goes heavily built, knowing that that's the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he won't put it. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, yeah and then the ultimate thing is when he puts his age as 45 well no because he says about a 25 year old what's the minimum age is the question yeah you know imagine, imagine David Fred with a 25 year old yeah and he, go, and he says about the jowls yeah. and then he, and then he reacts yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Pinocchio who knows yeah. thing <laughs> I'm not 45 Gareth no, no. are you blind I thought because of the jowls you know jowls look at his look at Pokey Nose Boy Pinocchio Man have that someone dry up with that you and it's just, it's very like, it's very passive aggressive. Well, you, it's not even passive aggressive. I was going to say, this it's is. Like, yeah. When he does the Pinocchio notes, you can see, it's almost like the Lenny Henry thing. You can see the frustration <laughs> on his face. He's not joking around. Yeah. And you can see that he really, really doesn't want to actually be doing this, but he just feels like he has to because of. Um, Space um, Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Space Mountain. No, I don't. You know, I, I, but the Don't thing is that now, he no. Gareth sends it before he confirms the age, and yes. uh, so he's absolutely outraged that Gareth put him through as a forty-five-year-old. Heaven forbid. You know what I mean? Think how lucky, she, how grateful she's going to be when she sees you looking. Imagine so young. if he turned up with a twenty-five-year-old. <laughs> he still would have been a laughing stock. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Is that, what is that? Oh, it's, it's radio. Oh, radio's come on. Oh, oh turn that off. Turn that off. That's part of it. We'll plug it in. Oh, guys, we've had 69 votes so far. Okay, good. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Alright. We're going to look at the All right. Okay. Okay, so 60, oh, 69 oh, votes no. on the, whether he's been to a prostitute. Yeah. <coughs> uh, but yeah, so Brent is um, kind of tr trying to find a date. He has to get a date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. isn't even up to him anymore. He kind of, he, whether he wants a date or not. He has to get one. Actually, no, I thought about that. It's almost like a kind of like a, you know, in, in um, film and stuff, there's the kind of the ticking clock where, Absolutely. you know, like there's something where, like, there's a countdown to count down his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to confront something that's bubbling away. I reckon if even if, if he was struggling really, a funny twist on it would have been that he got a prostitute to come along. <laughs> it would have been a bit heightened, a bit Larry David. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It Just is, like is an a... escort to come along <laughs> and pretend to be his date. <laughs> that would have been a better, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, hindsight's not I, I, I think it reminds me of, um, what you were talking about, Jay, at the time, that Chekhov's gun or whatever. Yes, yeah, saying, yeah. Like, They could not introduce a concept like David Brent going on a dating site without having to bring that back and see him dating. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's too, like, yeah. And to be honest, that's it's, like a good half of the next episode, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's all true. his trials and tribulations around dates. Yeah. I mean, we see him, what, three dates? And a phone call? Four, almost. Four women. Yeah. Right. Back to Tim and Anne. Oh, God, we're back to Anne. And, this is, is, and to be fair, partly the reasons I hate her, but partly the reasons that I... She's become love such an character. character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love the character. That Space Mountain story is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to that Euro Disney thing. Um, in Paris. In Paris. And there's a ride my son wants to go on, the um, Space Mountain. And um, it's a 40-minute um, wait for the ride to go on the ride. So I said to my husband... Um, Andrew. I said, Andrew, there is no way... I am waiting for 40 minutes to go on, um... Space Mountain. Space Mountain! Mm. She's so self-absorbed that she's telling Tim a story but she's not even paying attention to herself. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, doesn't exactly. And she's like, right, Tim's Tim's got to sit there and listen to this while I'm doing something else. And so she does, Tim has to bloody finish her story for her. Oh, God. Yeah. And, then, and then she obviously starts going on about how she conceived through reading the Kama Sutra. Oh, it's just like, As if anybody wants to listen to that. Yeah, how, and then her like, getting up and demonstrating it in front yeah. of them. And the whole thing just highlights how kind of like trapped <laughs> and desperate Tim feels. It's funny how the, 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 the difference between how Tim used to act with Gareth and how he acts with Anne. Like, because she's an older woman, 
not that much older, but she's she's a woman who is older than him. He's kind of being a bit more polite about it, and like he's not kind of taking the piss. He's not like doing little pranks. He's not kind of like telling her exactly what he thinks. He's just having to kind of deal with it. And whether that's because he's kind of just given up and he can't be asked, yeah. Or whether it's because he's being like kind of deferential to her. But he's not though. He's being, actually being quite cheeky. But she doesn't even notice it. She's too wrapped yeah, but, up. Yeah, like yeah. when he says about there being sick kids, and also that thing James pointed out the other day about her possibly impossibly swearing at her. Well, he's holding his hand like that. I didn't say I that. Someone else must have told me. Who do you yeah. talk to about the office besides us? <laughs> well, other people, ladies. But someone pointed out to me, yeah, if you look at him, at one point he's sat there doing this, and he looks like he's swearing at her. So that might be I think that I don't think that's uh, No, it looks deliberate. deliberate. It looks deliberate to me when I watch it back. Seriously. Well, just because she told you. Oh, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a certain lady said, suggested that to me. She'll know who she is. She, she knows yeah. who she is. Uh, women can be as filthy as men. <laughs> Don't know myself, but women are dirty. Right, okay. Especially this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a fool. What are they to say? Name me, name, name me, no names. Name me, no names. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, come on. Come on. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so um, speaking of uh, girls. It's one of the things that Keith wants to bring him with him to the Christmas party yeah, in the next scene. Yeah. So obviously we've got this next scene. They're going through a list of things to get bring along to the Christmas party. And Keith had pipes up to say he wants to bring some girls. And again, this is an example that Tim yeah. is so agitated. Yeah. And I just feel like he's he's not the same guy. I really, no, it's yeah. a really Absolutely real shame. Not. Yeah. Something for the old people, of course. Well, what are you putting there? You can't just, you can't put something. What? Well, I don't know. That's yeah, but we have to decide. We can't just put something for the old people. You know, like what? Werther's Originals? A phone call from your son? What? Anything else? Wet t-shirt competition. Keith, we cannot have a wet t-shirt. He's writing that down as well. What's? Is that something for the old people, Gareth? No, definitely not. That's a good point, actually. No OAPs in wet t-shirts. So, uh, but anyway, this is the scene where Gareth announces that there'll be lots of uh, old people coming back. Announces uh, Gibbons. Pete Gibbons. Who else? Pete Gibbons. Our office space. Pete Gibbons. Jeff Lamp. Jeff Lamp. Yeah, they're all names they've been mentioned before. We, yeah. we get to meet Jeff Lamp. We as well. do, and yeah, they do very briefly. Dawn and yeah. Lee are coming back, and, and then Tim's face. Tim's yeah. face is great. That's Beyonce so Lee, so you know, better keep your feelings to yourself uh, this time. <laughs> That's so funny, isn't it? He comes out in the office and says, "Yeah," and then we cut straight to a talking head of Tim. You know, analysing. You know, saying like, "You know, it's just the thought." But I'm not going to ask her again, obviously. You know, but. She'd have to ask me, you know, if she, if she asked me. Now that little candle of she's coming back has been kind of lit inside him. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's allowing himself like, a bit of hope. He's again. allowing himself that hope, and for a moment he goes, I might ask her again. Yeah. And you almost see a little fire yeah, in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you do. You know, which is quite nice to I see. Think, yeah, yeah. A candle or a fire in him is such a good yeah. way of describing it because he's kind of just frozen over, hasn't he, over these last Yeah, years, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So I see, of, yeah. He's just sort of starting to warm up. And, and in yeah. fact, it's probably not the first time, except for obviously when he kind of like locked Gary in the room, but he's just like the first time we see him like smiling. Yeah, like, it is. Like, it like, really is. looking like happy. But I mean, you know, has he sat there waiting for Dawn for two years? Yeah, probably. He literally has. Well, he's been hanging on that hope for two years. Daddy, he literally has. Just going through his mundane, routine life. Then, in the back of his mind, and yeah, he's slipped, back. and he's Weak. let people like Gareth just sort of bluster their way through him, through like him, in front of him, and 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 he's fallen behind because he's so stuck in the past. I mean, two years goes like that, no really quick, really really and and he like we said before, he's yeah, got behind him, he's got a Dawn lookalike who's sitting in the same spot. He's still in the same spot. He's got the reception desk kind of looming over him like a shadow over his shoulder every single day. Mm. So he kind of hasn't really been given a chance to forget about it. The thing he used to do for fun has been taken away from him. Yeah. The person he used to have fun with has been taken away from him. But it's realistic that he he would still be thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's absolutely still hung up on it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Hopefully we'll see what happens with that in the next episode. It's a bit of a teaser for you. This is the last big event. It's the last set piece. Yeah, yeah, the big blind date uh, show. So this is another one of those events where it's all done based on the the Silver Black blind date show. And Brent is a celebrity version, or rather it's a celebrity version with Brent, Bubble and Halifax. I I was overjoyed. I mean, I used to love the Halifax (laughs) adverts. And I was literally... I was just going to say... I was so... I was so... No, at the time you remember, because it was only two years before. Everyone of our age and older and maybe slightly younger would know. Everyone of a certain age would know how... I literally opened a Halifax bank account off the back of Halifax. (laughs) (laughs) That's how... Yes, I did. So you're the kind of sucker that kept in faith. Just because Because he gives me extra. And God. he told me, he told me that it'd be, not, you know, not too much hassle to change with credits and debits to be rearranged, but it bloody was. <laughs> they made an absolute big deal of it. And I said to the manager, Howard lied to me. <laughs> no, you fucking did. I did. Did you really say that? I said, I said, you know, you said it'd be no fuss to change with credits and debits to be rearranged. Just one call and you, we could leave the whole thing to us. But it was a major And what did the manager say? He just what did he say? I'm getting 40 quid compensation for my emotional distress. From Howard himself. Yeah. Did Howard deliver it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, you did an an Yeah, thing from Howard. You did it? Oh, fucking hell. No, he's boss. No, that's that's yeah, 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 come on. That's one step. I said, if I wanted your advice, mate, it'd be about mortgages. The funny thing is, before you said that, I was just about to say, is that the kind of level Brent's at in terms of celebrity? Because I... No, he's less than that. He's Howard is nothing. If I was... Kicked. No, but Howard is well. Yeah, he did quite well in the blind day, didn't he? Actually, he did exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's just a bit of fun. Yeah, and also Howard was famous. You forget he could have. He's the kind of person that had celebrity Big Brother been around at the time, he would have yeah, gone. He would have eaten. He up was as well. properly famous. Who gives you extra? Who? Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> Everyone knows Howard. Yeah, and yeah, Brent. I mean, I, you get the impression that like the, the Office documentary, barely anyone. I mean, it's only two years after a year or something after it's been released. Barely anyone remembers it. Yeah, no, it's like, true. In, I'm sure I, it, it probably didn't make any kind of culture. I, I don't yeah. think. I don't think Kim would. Uh, I'm not being snooty, but I don't, I'm not sure Kim would have been like the target audience. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, she, yeah. but she obviously would have watched Big Brother and you know Bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's obviously watched enough of adverts to see the Halifax. Yeah. So, so, but, but the celebrity that everyone, everyone forgets from this scene is Mike McLean, obviously right. from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have spoken to Mike McLean. Yeah, I've spoken to Mike McLean. Have you really? Were yeah. you on Nickelodeon? Oh no, were you in Nickelodeon? Yeah, 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 I phoned in and was on Nickelodeon, I did a game show. Because <laughs> I did a competition, won myself a little camera, and yeah. then I'm going to break down this uh, this wall of silence that I've had with Mike McLean for the last 20 years. They tell you the answers when you phone in. Oh really? Oh. So it's all the fucking they're, 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 they're going, what was that shit? What was that shit? What was your shit? <laughs> yeah, the answers were really on a piece of it. Seriously though, they told me the answers before I went on, on telly and did the questions. What, so that you would win? Yeah. I can honestly right. say though, that and then there was the wrong answers, I and I didn't win. They, they, they got to keep the camera. I can honestly say though, that this this Never this whole play. set piece with Brent as the Austin Powers is one of my favourite oh, scenes. It's, in so that. Cool. it's yeah. iconic. Isn't I mean, it's the, it takes the cringe factor up into a new. In, into a new yeah. sphere yeah. this is all together the dance for me. you know that, that, that moment's sexist yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just beyond belief and, and when he goes I'm not looking for a job and I'm the mic you're just getting feedback from the mic yeah. <laughs> and the fact that no one else is wearing it uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and he's there as Austin Powers it's just in preparation <laughs> for his answer yeah, yeah, he's really thought it through shagadelic baby he's really thought it through he's really going for it and again it's like his motivational speech he puts so much more into it than anybody else they just turned up wearing their jeans and t-shirts and stuff 
He's like, he it's almost, the suit it's, 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 it's desperate. It's too desperate, too intense. Yeah. He kind of like... Wants everything to land. Just like with the motivational speech. And then he completely yeah. fluffs it and misfires. Yeah. And misjudges it. <laughs> we talked before about some of the best moments and maybe doing like a bit of a like competition for some of the best moments. But for me, the best talking head, and I'm going to call it now of the whole show, is this one with Richard Blackwood. You go to... Uh, people like to see famous people. You go to a little town in Wales. You turn up in Lampeter with Richard Blackwood on your arm, and you go, Oi, everybody, a little surprise for you, Richard Blackwood. They're going to go, what are you doing here? And not in a racist way. They're happy to see him. He's welcome, because he's famous. The eyes that he does when he says, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> he catches himself, and not in a racist, racist way. Don't be a racist <laughs> and, and then again, Richard Bra- Blackwood's his measure of fame. Yeah, so well, was, Richard I mean, Blackwood was, was yeah, huge. It okay. was actually had a TV Massive. show. Yeah, yeah. The century. This Released was, a single. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. like peak time. This was pure like Andy Warhol time of just yeah. everyone having their yeah, yeah, yeah. fame. Richard Blackwood was massive. He literally yeah, was did, almost yeah. the England's answer. This was the height of like the, yeah, yeah, he was. This was like the paparazzi boom as well, wasn't it? Where any idiot walking down the road could get papped and get in the papers. It was all a game, and it was all the OK Gossy magazine's genesis. You know, spotting all that shit. And yeah, yeah, this yeah. week's crap spot, which we know would have been David Craig. That was always like a really rubbish celebrity doing something shit. It's always the crap spot. And it would have been David Brem from that documentary that one remembers. Yeah, the road song grill. I've just seen Les Dennis in the supermarket spending a shit ton of cash. Put that in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him just phoning in his own spots. But also, this one with Richard Blackwood, the reason I like it is it's also preceded by the whole thing about Noel Edmonds. Poor Noel Edmonds. Yeah, Poor he's not Noel doing Edmonds. it for himself. He's doing it for them. He's not <laughs> doing it at all anymore. He <laughs> can't get on TV for love and money. Yeah, let's not forget, this was a time when Noel Edmonds wasn't on TV. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. between the good old days. It was between Mr. Blobby and um, Deal or No Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it, it was, it was, was post Blobby. <laughs> it was post House Party, pre No yeah. Deal Comeback. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. So we've got to the end of the blind date and there's the big reveal where Kim's, the blinds, Sorry, the blinds. The, 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 what do you call it? Like a divide goes back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubble comes around. Oh, it's Bubble. Brent comes around. Yeah, she really oh, likes Bubble. Who she the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she doesn't recognise She Brent. grabs his ass, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she, she does. Yeah, yeah. She, she likes yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Champion of Big Brother 2001. Did he win? He did win. Actually, no, it was Brian Dowling. No, it's Brian Dowling. He was just in it. He was in it. That's the celebrity. Jay did win. Broke the world record for eating the most chickpeas. Jay did win. Bubble did, Jackie's a big fan of Big Brother. I used to love Big Brother. Yeah, winning, winning, it. winning it wasn't important though because Jay Goody didn't win. She was like the biggest person on it ever. Yeah, yeah true. So, yeah, and then who did win? Howard, obviously, yeah. Bubble, yeah, Kat, Bubble, yeah. Bubble, yeah. Bubble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard, yeah. So Howard. Bubble, she gives Bubble White a nice choice, little squeeze on the way. Yeah. And then Brent reveals himself with that. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. And she looks at him like, oh. Doesn't want to hug him at all. Yeah, oh. she stiffens yeah. up. Who the fuck's that? Who are you? What have you been on before? Nothing, so don't... Wanker. You're the wanker, mate, if anyone is. So we, we're backstage, and Brent is, again, the, the other two are having a bit of a laugh, or rather the other three are having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> a little bit bitter, because, what does he say? Never work with amateurs, I learned my lesson. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what they're doing. He's having a fucking laugh, do you know what I mean? I know, and he has yeah, to take no. it so seriously. Like no, because he's, he's been humiliated. Yeah, he? like, and yeah, is yeah, it, as, as, as if he's a professional, just because he was in a bloody docky soap. Yeah, but throughout the whole series, he's talked about himself as a professional. You know, he thinks he's a professional game show host, he thinks yeah. he's a professional yeah. comedian. 
Yeah, but really, he's got no more right to call himself well, professional than any of the others. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. Even less, he's just happened to be in an office. Yeah. Well, we only have it. He's not talking about Bubbles and... Uh, no, he's talking about the girl. He's talking about Kim, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Howard. Howard, to be fair, does some great role. He tries to make peace. He's only a bit of fun, mate. But then he has to go at... He loses my specs. He has to go at Howard. I don't mind him having a go at... Kim, because she's a bit annoying, but... Bubble keeps his mouth shut. Doesn't yeah, he doesn't have to do say a little bit. Forever blowing bubble. And then the drink is just the final humiliation. There's so well, much cringe in that scene. It's like a, it's like a compacted cringe into that. Yeah. You know, Shagadelic Baby is, is, is horrific, and then You're the Wanker, mate, is just another level. And, and it gets really just, nasty, doesn't it? It just gets covered in... Yeah. And so much, it's all coming out, isn't it? She throws the drink on him, and he's just kind of like... He's just so kind of frustrated, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Can I retaliate? I can't hit a woman, but I can certainly retaliate. So can I have some beer, please? Thank you very much. Do you like it? Ooh, shall I put that on you? Brilliant. Twice. I was already wet, so the joke's on her. But the thing is, I, don't, I truly don't believe he was going to do it, because he didn't just no, throw I don't it think he was going to do it. He went up and he was like, how would you like it? I, th- I don't think he was going to do it, but no, she no, knocks no. it off back over him. Already wet, so the joke's on her. <laughs> That's the, lit- that's the littlest victory in the and, world, is yeah. yeah. I was already wet. <laughs> this this next bit is almost reminiscent of when he sat down after his very first speech with the Swindon Lock. Yes, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. This is like the, we've seen it before, where he he takes it to the heart, he's, and he's he, he suddenly has to question what he's doing, and that's exactly what's happening here. So he sits down, and this time he's got a sidekick, crony, subordinate. Somebody is yeah. on the side who he can lash out at, and this time it's not Don, it's not Gareth, it's his agent. Yeah. And his agent, you won't even break a 20 to buy him a beer. The yeah. He just has thrown all over him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the ultimate frustration, his, his ultimate act of futile frustration is when he tries to rip Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That, just that frustration coming out. Yeah, because the, the, the yeah. agent tells him, oh, you've got a drink, you've got the booze all over you. Because well, it's yeah, silent, isn't it? Out There's back, a big yeah. silence, and he says, you should probably get that dry cleaned. It's a bit the like... The worst thing you could hear. It's yeah. a bit like when he kicks the um, bit of furniture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the funny thing is, it's, re- it's so futile. Like, right. Yeah, really yeah, yeah and it's, but it's so futile because he's like, oh, what, do they not want to take it back? It's fucking ripped. But he did, he's very careful not it. to rip it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He pulls it out of his shirt and pulls it forward a little bit, but he doesn't rip it. Yeah. Perfect. And so then I, he's just left it where the agent goes off to get him a drink and, and the, the part one of the Christmas special just ends with Brent on his own in the uh, in, in the, the back of this crappy humiliator. Yeah, yeah. Humiliated, covered in booze. Arguably, left alone. as it can get. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but then, you know, onwards and upwards. For, and well, yeah. You say that, though, but don't forget, as Office fans, we're not used to that. We're used to this getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Every time you think it's as bad as it can get, they, 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 they ram it home that it can get worse. So you can imagine, I can't even remember how I was feeling after watching this first episode, to be honest. Did you watch time. it? Had you caught up with the Office? Yeah, by now. Did you watch I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch well, it. I, I was up to speed. Yeah, I picked up halfway through um, this episode um, and then watched the recording back later. But I just remember thinking, oh, God. I, 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 I thought... Tim is definitely not getting together with Dawn. Nothing good's going to happen for Brent. It's going to end miserable. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was expecting. to think like that as an office fan. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. no one's expecting a happy ending here. Oh, to be honest, I never thought it'd be a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> no apologies necessary. Let's get on with the quiz. But... Right, so it's that time of the episode we're all looking forward to the quiz, the real quiz. Yeah. Now. Believe you me, listeners, I found it very, very easy to make a quiz out of this episode. It was probably the most quizzable one. It was the most quizzable one ever. 
and I've got five or ten questions. <laughs> so yeah. the sake of the audience, Dan, Jan, Danny's just realised his phone has got a stand on it, and Jackie's using his phone as a gun. <laughs> Allah, Clint Eastwood, Allah, David Brandt. Danny looks upset because he's Christmas. Sorry, that's what I don't. I don't. Don't matter. Don't matter. Let's go. Let's fight. Let's go and win a quiz. You know, learn from it. Okay, so. Without further ado, can we hear everyone's brothers? Seth. Chabinelli, baby. Groovy. Oh, yeah. What was that shit? <laughs> Judge it. <laughs> yeah, what have you ever done on, on Buzzers Nothing? So. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, James. You go. Stitch up. It was a stitch up. <laughs> My personal favourite from Stitch Up Corner. And finally, yeah. Jack. Take out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's only got a 20. So... <laughs> Here we go then, Jack, James, and Seth. Right, so so, that's, so obviously this is fresh start, right? This is all yeah, to play so for. We're, all, we're all to play for for the you, Christmas special. Should yeah. we count? Should we count <clears throat> episode one and episode two together? I don't know. What, does it matter? Because no, <laughs> we normally say over the series. Don't that's we? true. But now, should we say over? So the well, we if, might it, have a tiebreaker, if, if, it, if it's one all, we'll go down to question difference. Oh, that's not fun. Or oh, okay, we could do a tiebreaker. Then we are definitely going to have a tiebreaker though, because it's not necessarily. I might just walk it again. Unless James wins both of them. So arrogant now. Okay, without further ado, question number one: In the universe of The Office, not in reality, not when it went out on BBC Two, what month was the original series filmed in? You're still holding the volume, Jack. Oh. Yeah, it needs to turn that volume up. Not used to using yeah, so, yeah. Jack's not used to using smartphones. Take it out of that! Yeah, That's better. There you go. What <laughs> month? January. Of what year? 2001. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to go back to? About 2001. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. What's the name of the Not As Bright As Dawn receptionist? Oh, God. Stitch Up. It was a Stitch what Up. What's her name? Is it Mel? It is Mel. Well, well done, down, James. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. This is a tough one. What's the name of the fruit and veg place? Oh, is it Tony's? Oh, yeah. It is not Tony's. Anyone else want to go? It was Arids or something. No. I think it's something like Racial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's something like that. All right. No, no. It begins with A, though, I think. A. I've got no notes that you go through. Corium. Fryer's style. Oh, Fryer's style. I never style. would have got that. No. Why, why did I get Tony's? Why did I get a fucking error? <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Who is the man who works at Fryer's style and talks to David about his cock? What's his name? Yeah, what's his name? Stitch up. It was a stitch up. What is it? Is it Graham? No. no it's it is a very English sounding name. Take out of that! Is it Paul? It is indeed. Paul. Oh, how did you know that? Have, have you not met me green or support? <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. This is a two-pointer. Paul. Oh, he Okay, number five. Okay, I want four things for two points. So, okay, one point if you get two or three. Two points if you get all four. Um, what four things does David Brent say he's been called on the street? I think I heard stitch up first. That is a stitch up. <laughs> okay, right. come on, James. I want all so, four of them, otherwise uh, it goes straight to Seth. Pugnose Gimp. Pugnose Gimp, yes. Lard Boy. Absolutely fabulous. Yes. And oh, this one. He's Hang got on. nothing. I missed one. Oh, fuck, I don't He's know. Got nothing. I don't know. Okay, 
You beardy twat. You beardy twat. <laughs> <laughs> and because, because Seth buzzed so near afterwards, I'm going to give him a point as well. Hey. Oh, do I get a point for that? I I yeah, you four. get a point. No, you get one point if you get two or three. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Happy to share my points for sharing the points. Yeah, okay. Happy to share no the wealth. No point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's two to Jack, two to James, one to Seth. Everything to play for. Question number six, very tough this one. Two points, one for the person, one for the place. Who is Brent pitching this cleaning stuff to oh, and where? Fucking hell. Hell. Oh, that is mental. I tell you now, I could post that on the group and never <laughs> reply before the end of the day. It's Ray Howe from the Park Business Centre. Oh, okay. <laughs> Question number seven. Who does David Brent say you can tell if he's lying because his lips move? Uh, Trevor. Oh, yeah. Trevor, indeed. Cromwell's still on your case. Uh, yes. Trevor Cromwell, Cromwell, yeah. Yeah. Trevor Cromwell possibly, yeah. Wow. yeah. Last, first and last night, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> right, Cromwell on your case. As, you know, you might have said to King Charles back in the 17th century. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Very good. Well done. You can see a post coming out of that in the near future. Uh, <laughs> along with Cromwell. Yeah. <laughs> Show him up, will you? Yeah. <laughs> Question number eight. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> 16th century politics. Yeah. 17th, <laughs> works, so, you know. 17th, look it up. <laughs> 1600s is 17th century, so. Alright, learn that. <laughs> learn. He's not being again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> question, <clears throat> question number eight. You're all on two points here. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> if it's playful, throwing, throwing how many me. hours oh, how many hours did Brent do last week oh, oh come on that's easy 60 60 oh, and apparently now the questions are too easy I think he's not got as much of a gap before it gets into his audio I'm talking about James here well, uh, I think uh, we should make a compilation of Jack's excuses. And <laughs> 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 I, I genuinely reckon we could get a 10 minute episode. Question number nine. What is the name of Lee's sister's baby? Oh, God. This is. Did you guys even re watch this? Up. It was a stitch up. Jamie? No. Take out the Sam? No. Jamie, this is. This is Jackie. This is Jackie's uh, baby. Yeah, yeah. Jackie's yeah. baby, little baby, <laughs> little baby. Little baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I don't know. We're stumped. It's little baby Ryan. 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 Of so Lee yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan. There's what an army of lovers <laughs> <laughs> trying to make your acquaintance. What's the so, scores, Danny? What's the scores? It's, oh yeah, it's scores three to James, goals. two to Jack, two to Seth. Okay, okay. How many questions are left, Danny? I've got, well, I've got potentially another eight. What? (laughs) It's a bumper quiz. Glad to hear it. (laughs) Question number ten. Um, In fact, we're going to skip question number ten because you all know the answer to that. Maggie, uh, Ashley Jensen. Yes, it was Ashley Jensen. (laughs) Question number ten. How many copies did David Brent's single sell? Fifty. A little bit more than fifty. One hundred and fifty. He says 50. No, he says 50. No, it's 50 because he says 50 somewhere. And then he says 150. Yeah, but so he repeats it. He said 50 the first time. I'll give you the point. No, the answer is 50. I'll give you the point. No, he plays it up because he says, how many? How many? He goes, oh, about 50. One at a time. About 50 somewhere. And then he goes, how many? 150. No, but 150 is true. He mumbles the 100 first because he still thinks 150 is embarrassing. No, I thought, if you listen back to it, he goes, about 50. I didn't know this was up for debate. About okay, so <laughs> okay, come on, let's go, on, let's go on with the quiz. You're going to put pay to this, we won. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it, it's the question should, the quiz should be: What has Danny got written down on his piece of paper? That's, three, that's the competition. Three is that's Seth. Quiz. Three is James. Two is Jack. Okay, right. let's so go. You got that point. Me. I'll give it to Seth. Well, but I'm being generous. Okay. Generous. Question number twelve. What's, What's Gareth? What is Gareth's <laughs> question number eleven? Rather, what is Gareth's deadline for getting something on the agenda? What time? Five o'clock Thursday. No, no, not that soon. Not that early. 2pm. 2pm it is, yes. So everyone's on three Good points call. now. Wow, this is tight. Look at the so, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Next question, number 12. Dancing. What is the name of Neil's fiance? His alleged fiance that we never get to see. Well, I'm going to go into this. Yeah. Is it Lisa? No. For fuck's sake. It's just like Ted when he tries stitch to guess up. her name, isn't it? It was a stitch up. Susan? No. Jesus. Where have I got these names in my head? Her name's such and Sarah. such. Sarah. You guys didn't study hard enough. It's Rebecca. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. We're not doing so well. No, we're, really not. we're double doing equally bad. But then again, this is kind of a bumper quiz. And also, we've been out of practice. <coughs> we haven't had an episode yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, right. Ben Newman was here. Shall I add those to my excuses? Uh, uh, <laughs> only four more questions now. James, I know you're going to get this. Who's doing a live PA at uh, the Mumbo Jumbo when Brendan is? It was a stitch up. I don't know. It's not Mumbo. It's not the right thing. It's Mike McLean, but that's not a Mumbo Jumbo. No, he's the guy hosting it. Who's who's making it? Pop stars uh, okay. are the remix, and she's the Sarah Watmore. Sarah Watmore. Oh, yes. Feeling hot. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you guys, she is looking hot. From or is that the next? Pop stars are the yeah. she, She's got a new single out. <laughs> yeah. Question number fifteen. What is Anne's husband called? Oh, no, I don't know. <coughs> I'm not Paul, it's not Paul, is it? No, it's not a husband, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing him with that other girl. Simon? No. I'm getting flustered here. I do know what it is. Hang on. Oh, God. I can't remember, though. Andrew. Andrew! Okay, okay. two more questions. It's the names. We're getting only two names. Only two more questions. You should have got some. I'm surprised know, that you guys. Know, you should have done better. What's the forecast temperature in Florida this weekend? What? Temperature in Florida this weekend. 74. Or 72. Seventy-one. Anyone else want to have a go? Anyone else want to have a go? Seventy-five. Eighty. Is it actually a number or is it just a... It's seventy-five, but I you know what? But you know what? You, you guess every number. I'm not going to give anyone that. Yeah, no yeah, one. No, you, no, did no, they? No. Okay, final question. <laughs> what date... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the scores? Okay, the, the final question. question. Okay, every... Free okay, Jack is on four, James on three, Seth's on three. Mm. So... Right. Well, I just need to get this otherwise Jack walks with it. What date is Brent's mumbo jumbo PA? What date? <laughs> date. Danny, you've gone so hard on this quiz. I thought you were going to say what date was the episode in. Yeah, what date was it? It what, says yeah. on the poster. If you look on the poster, it says what date it is. <laughs> I think you've gone way too far. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So in this reality of this show, it's supposed to be <laughs> a year or so after the episode went out, and that there's finished. an exact date on the poster. It tells yeah, you. So up to Christmas. So I'm going to go 29th of November. Okay. Should we say who's closest? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who's closest? Jack. You want to guess? Thirteenth of December. Seth, I'm going to go sixteenth of December. Seth wins. It was Monday the fifteenth of December. Yes. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so that means Seth is now on a tie break. With Jack, Jack. I'm out. With I'm Jack, out. Jack. Ah, James is out. James is out. Bloody hell! Yeah. That makes a change. There you go. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. so we're going to set oh, with God. a tie break. Fastest question. fingers first. I'm wrestling. Oh, <laughs> also on the poster, you can see in the background, there's a poster advertising another ladies' night. What date's on that? I'm what? Like, you don't know. Who wants the nearest date? Come on. Okay. If this isn't a question of skill, though, this is just... 22nd. A... 23rd of December. You're saying 23rd 22nd of December, it must be. 
Okay, it was actually the 24th of November, so Jack wins. Um, there he goes. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> the real prince. <laughs> most, oh, fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> we won't do this again. And that means, <laughs> I, know, that means I know more about the office. <laughs> most, most arbitrary win ever, but yeah, yeah. yeah, we could have been here all night. Yes. How about next week? <laughs> I write the quiz next week, and you can take part. How about that? Okay, yeah, next yeah. week, James is doing the quiz. Yeah, and you can take part and yeah. see how you do. Yeah, we can, we, can have, we, can have, we can have this fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder this podcast going down the drain. There's a lot of words to say. He's Pinocchio boy. Let me angry just because they beat you. Have <laughs> <laughs> someone's eye out with that. Right. Yeah, this is going to be the best quiz ever, Danny. None of this sort of looking in a book nonsense, picking a date. You'll see. Okay, so guys, the results. So guys, the, the results are in. We've just had our feedback from our Twitter poll. We've had 148 votes. Oh, actually, including uh, Ewan McIntosh. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Right. He's, what did Ewan think? Ewan's he message. Was, what did Keith think? So we've had 100. Okay, so remind viewers what the question was. Yeah. So the question was. Uh, we put a Twitter poll out halfway through the episode. We're recording a new episode and wanted to ask you guys a question. Has Brent ever been to a prostitute? And 76% of you have said he'd never pay for it. Yeah, I knew it. I, I yeah. was with the 76. Oh, so that proves um, it then. However, majority has spoken. However, That's official. Okay. That's official well, It is, it is official. <laughs> however, Ewan McIntosh, a.k.a. Big Keith, has said, yes, he has, but Finchie paid. Oh. And now he was there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he, he should know because he was there. <laughs> yeah. Right, so that basically... So, guys, I have to say it, but... That, sorry, I hate to say it. That basically rounds off... This episode, uh, first episode of Christmas special. Yeah, this good time stuff. Next week, we'll bring you the second episode of the Christmas special, and hopefully, we'll get a bit more uplifting. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time, so bit... I can't really remember what happens. Yeah, oh, hopefully, God. God. It's, it's <laughs> massively uplifting. I'm looking forward to it. We, oh, we I, can't wait. I saw it on Christmas Day. 1am so, so this was a good yeah. this was a good comeback for us as well I think I think, so. a month I really enjoyed I think it. I'm really yeah, good yeah. stuff my passion in life is podcasting <laughs> 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 oh by the way so James. We've, we've, we talked a lot about the blind date and just so you know we've got our office party coming up on the 12th of April yes. and we are hosting our own blind date competition we've got a couple of contestants lined up already and let me tell you guys they are looking hot <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody else wants to get involved just drop us a message drop us a direct message on Twitter and we'll add you to the list uh, we're still looking for a couple of blokes and a couple of girls groovy shagadelic <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah okay so uh, don't forget to um, rate, review and subscribe wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast it really helps us drive ourselves up the rankings and as we said before we haven't got many episodes left in fact we've only really one got episode one episode left, left. so uh, if you're going to give us a review and give us a vote <laughs> to try and get us up the charts do it now but you know yeah um and uh, yeah, oh, Seth's off. Yeah. Seth's got oh, a catch train. I've got so, a train, uh, so I guess we'll uh, we'll see you all uh, next week. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas in January.